Dedicated to my truest motherfuckers, like I said before. The second blood, nigga, y'all know the scope. Remy Martin in my bladder. If I live, if I die, time to see, it doesn't matter. See, I remember back in grade school. No designer t-shirts, blue jeans, and bandy tennis shoes. Stomach growling as I step on that big yellow bus. No breakfast, so I must concentrate on other things. Keep my mind off the hunger, keep my mind off the pain Of watching mama struggle through the drama Of putting food on the table when she wasn't able December 25th, just another day in my household Sick, cost the house cold, no Christmas tree, no ornaments See, toy money got spent on December rent So what's so happy about that new year When all my friends ride the new bikes and sport all the new gear I felt like I was cheated Hit the books and try to beat it, but in junior high got defeated. Fascinated by the ponytails and mini skirts, tried to flirt instead got my feelings hurt. Like everybody's daughter, welcome to KFC. Now I take your order for five bucks and a quarter. Made the S curl in the nappy hair, Nike Air. Now all them girls stop and stare. See books came secondary, a teenager still scary. Trying to be legendary, I made my pick when I hit the tent. Precious peppermint, 15, baby girl was heaven sent, and I was green as can be, trying to play a King James, just a bird, trying to identity, and when I finally hit it, sometimes I hate I did Mac, what up, bro? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping, my guy? Man, we back, <clears throat> man. Episode uh, 42, brother. Yeah, man, four to two. What we what we one one week away from the anniversary? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Seemed like we just got started yesterday, man. I'm telling you, I swear it don't feel like a year. Yeah. Uh so welcome everybody back. Um, go ahead and come in, like, share, you know, all that. We got a good one tonight. And uh yeah, man, y'all need to tune in. Everybody need to uh come on in and uh like uh, this, share this, hit our social media pages, make sure y'all following. We got more in store for y'all. Trying to keep growing, trying to keep going. Yes, sir. Uh I feel like uh this young man got something to say tonight, man. So uh, but nevertheless, we want to uh uh see our mission statement, the mission sticks and stones is to showcase stories of positive impact and inspire listeners. Through our podcast, we connect people with ideas shaping the world for the better. We highlight diverse voices, share stories of those improving our community. Join us as as we explore transformative conversations. So, uh, that's the mission statement. Yeah. But, uh, so, before we hop into the episode tonight, you know, uh, episode forty-two is sponsored by my guy Chip. We're gonna run this promo, then we're gonna hop into the show. Yes, sir. Be back, yo. We back for another episode of Sticks and Stones. This episode is brought to you by Chaz Fade, from none other than my homie Chaz A. McCaskill, licensed master barber located at Enhanced Barbershop, 2317 West University Drive, Suite 173, Den, Texas. Phone number 662-288-3692. Pull up on my guy, man. He'll get you right. Tell them Sticks and Stones sent you. Whether you want the waves, 
fade or edge up on the braid. But you got dreads, you trying to switch it up because you're on the run from the feds. Go see my guy, man. He gonna get you right. Doors open. Come in, have a seat. Make an appointment. No line, no wait. VIP. Shout out to my guy Chad. Hey man, make sure y'all go see him. In hands barbershop in Texas. So tonight, episode 42, we got the juice. Or actually, we got the juice now. We got the juice now. Hey yeah, man, we got the juice now feature Andre Andre Jackson. Uh this guest is a man of many talents. He's a husband, a father, a rap artist, an artist, artist, I like to say. A graphic music consultant, master barber, event promoter, philanthropist, legend, OG, and much more. So without further ado, we're going to bring on the nappy headed hustler himself, Andre. <laughs> What's Salute. up? What up? Salute. What's Peace to you, young king. <laughs> it's all good. That was a lot of, you ran off a lot of stuff there, Mac. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I know the list wasn't always exhausted. <laughs> yeah, pretty busy dude sometimes, you know. Real talk. Yeah, First of all, I, I want to salute y'all, man, for the platform. Sticks and stones, man. I'm digging it, you know. I think that's you know something that's <clears throat> been uh overdue in the communities, you know, some guys reaching out and letting people get a chance to have a platform to express, you know, what they got going and make views and like you said, have a positive impact on the you know the communities around them because as y'all know, it's, it's going, it's twirling out here right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So look, we don't like the way sweep of time, man. So look, we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump right back into it. All right. Uh, so we're gonna go back to the early days, right? Uh so of course I met Juice, but we want to go back to I've heard people refer to you as Marcel. <laughs> right, right. That's it. If you called me that, it's like you knew me like back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, back so in the 80s. I want to go back to them early years and man, just kind of uh question we like to, you know, kick off the interview with. Uh just okay. talk about your, you know, your experience growing up, you know, the Tate County area and you know what mm -hmm. that was like uh for you back in the day. Well, like I said, uh, when I came here <clears throat> To take care of uh, with my mom, I understand. Well, I stayed with my grandmother. Then I, I, uh, my mom, she moved around a lot, so she came to take county. And uh, at that time, I had already been to like two schools, elementary. You know, I actually went to uh, Bahia, uh the East Tate, not East Tate, Henry Junior High School. I don't even know if that's still standing, but I went to Henry Junior High School and. Uh, we left there and we came to uh, Cold Water. That's when I started, like, you know what I'm saying, really becoming kind of known for the stuff that I was doing. Like, I always had, like, a talent for drawing. So in school, like I say, even early back then, I was, like, <laughs> just getting through school by just drawing, doing bulletin boards for the teachers. You know, that ain't, that's probably something that's lost in the, in the school system. Now, I don't know. There's so much digital stuff out now. But, like, I used to, like, put together bulletin boards for the teachers. And in return, they'll just keep me out of school. Just give me grades half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was into my books, though. I Like, 
Like I were, I was pretty, you know, pretty sharp in school, you know. But anyway, like I said, we moved around a lot. And uh, so I took what I was doing and started really basically like bringing it into a situation where I started making money. Like I was like 12 years old. I would draw on clothes. Like my kids in the school, I take their jeans and and I just you know get markers and paints and stuff and, and I just hook the jeans up like this back like I said it's like eighties now mind you yeah. <laughs> it's in the eighties ain't nobody really doing this type of stuff I was like drawing the hip hop like <clears throat> soon as Run DMC dropped that it's like that and that's the way it is boom it was over with like when I heard that I was like this this right here is what I'm about you know what I'm saying this right here where I'm at so. So me growing up, like I said, listening to hip hop, all of that kind of just infused my life with, a, with, with art. You know what I'm saying? The culture, the culture of hip hop. You know what I'm not just talking about like yeah. rapping and like, like there was just one facet of it. But like at that time, it was break dancing, it was graffiti. In my mind, I'm doing all of this. I'm break dancing, I'm doing graffiti, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking the b-boy clothes. You know what I'm saying? Back then, Adidas, of course. That was that was that was the hip hop brand, and I had all the Adidas, like <laughs> everyone I could come across. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, my mom, you know, she 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 married, remarried, and I had a stepfather. So, and uh, my stepfather, he was a hard worker. You know what I'm saying? He was a laborer. You feel me? So he he would be bouncing from job to job to job, and in turn, just like a lot a lot a lot of you know what I'm saying, kids out here, man, that that they got parents that just you know. Getting it, you know, out the mud is like <clears throat> we was bouncing around. So you know, we'll stay here for a while. We'll stay here for a while. So what that did was that made me leave and be in different environments, and I have to make friends all over again. Yeah, so that happening everywhere I landed. You know, I pretty much would, would would make a friend, be in the school, make a friend. Then find out that I can I can draw. Do things and make out into music and stuff like that, and then you, you know what I'm saying. So early on, I was kind of you know what I'm saying popular for being weird, I guess you could say, <laughs> being different down here in the south because it wasn't no really no hip hop movement like that, you know. Um, yeah. It was like uh, the first people to actually record an album in this whole area back then. Was Chris Farmer and his brother Sean Farmer. I don't know if you know them. But they were from Senatobia. And uh they dropped a tape called Amazing Posse. It was in tape, they recorded in the in, in a studio, you know what I'm saying? In the studio they recorded, they never did rap. But they recorded this album on tape, and I got a hold of the cassette. And it was like one of the most amazing things. Like it was like, wow, somebody actually like made some music for real. You know, they weren't on no label or nothing, but you know, I guess they, you know, got their budget together and put it out. Once they did, yeah. it was like, that's what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? I was into hip hop. I'm, I'm drawing. I'm doing the graffiti, but I'm not really like rapping or nothing like that. If I, if I do rap, it's it's like you know freestyle stuff. You know what I'm saying? We get to a football game and we'll battle. Back in the day, we battle. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Uh, so I landed in cold water. I linked with Iron Walls. Iron was pretty popular too because, like, he could dance. 
you know, he was a chubby cat, but the, but the boy could move, you know what I'm saying? So I was into hip hop, he was into hip hop. So we 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 ran together, we ran, you know what I'm saying? We watching the videos, going to each other's house, you know what I'm saying, doing things, IRB, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. He's still he's still up and kicking, you know what I'm saying? So we uh we ended up having a dance team that was started in Coldwater High School. And uh, we had a label like an audition or whatever. Of course, we made the audition because really a lot of cats went into that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I tried out for the, I actually tried out for the basketball team, Coach Gillespie, rest in peace. I tried out for the basketball team. Uh, I played ball, but you, you can tell off top, I, I wasn't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so so, you know, that, 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 wasn't, that was one of the things where, you know, it, it, it just wasn't going to happen. So when, they, when we had the dance team, that was a whole nother avenue for us becoming even more popular because during the halftime of the games, we would do these routines. We started off, Jan, she came, her name, her name was Jan. I can't think of her last name. But, um, she came, she put the team together. She put us in these, these like, tight leotard things with these big bell bottom pants and stuff. It was like, you know, we rolled with it to get on the team, but we already knew that we not, we, we not going to keep doing this right here. It just, you know, but it, like I said, this, this is like the 80s now. <laughs> so, you know, everything was What was her last name? Yeah. What was her last name? Hassel. Hassel. Jan Hassel, exactly. And she, um, she uh, put us in the leotard. So what ended up happening was we kind of separated ourselves from the dance team, just the guys, and created a different set to where we would perform with the girls, but we'll come back out and we do our own thing. So we yeah. were all black, you know, hip hop stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and we were doing routines, and you know, we were, we actually turned the crowds out. Back then, the basketball game was like live. You know, you. If Coldwater yep. played Independence, it's, it's packed gym. Like, nowhere to sit. You know what I'm saying? Cenotopia, Coldwater, Coldwater, Independence, Independence, Cenotopia. Like, back then, it, it was like that. You know, and the teams were good, too. But and, uh, but like I said, halftime, and we do our thing, bro. And uh, that's when I created the love for performing through that, you know. Mind you, I ain't did no rapping, like, no serious rapping. Like I said, everything was just like just playing around, torn around in the lunchroom, stuff like that. So <clears throat> time move on. Me and uh me and my stepfather, you know what I'm saying? We would bump heads. Because I'd be in the streets, you know. That, that was my thing. I I I, I love the streets because the streets was like hip hop to me, you know. I I could I, I could breathe and do hip hop because my mom. She was into the church, like heavily into the church. Still is. She a missionary, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. a lot of the stuff I was laying down, she just, you know what I'm saying? She always supported me. Regardless, she always loved and supported me, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't in alignment. What I was doing wasn't in alignment with her beliefs like that. So out of respect, I pretty much like kept everything I was doing from around her. So I'd be, I'd be in the streets, man. And my stepfather, he'll get out there in the streets. He'll look for me, man. They don't tell him where I'd be at. You know, I'd be over to a friend's house. I'd be in the next town or whatever. And I ain't had no vehicle, so I'm, I'm, I'm on foot doing all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like 
14, 15 years old, too. And uh, so we we, we, we we would bump heads a lot. But in, the, in between that, in school, even in cold water, like I said, Miss Hankerson, this is something she told me that I'll I, I never forget. One day we was in the classroom, and she told the classroom, she said, you see Andre? She's like, all the rest of y'all, y'all going to take this test. <laughs> but Andre not going to take this test because I need him to go to the library and do some work for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she was like, I know that ain't fair. She said, but that's life. Life ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's how it's going to be. There's going to be some people out here. There's going to be opportunities that you're not. And you just got to deal with it. That always stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? When she said that. So, like she said, I went to the library, did some work for her. And I guess I, it kind of spoiled me in school because I would always be in the library. At that time, the library was uh, Miss Newsom. Y'all y'all might remember Miss Newsom? Well, she was the librarian. Oh, Rest in peace. Yeah, she was the librarian. Uh, she, uh, man, that was, that was a beautiful woman, you know, and she used to keep me in the library. When I say I'd be in the library, I stayed in the library like forever. But anyway, like, you know what I'm saying? With that being said, me being talented kind of kind of pushed me through, you know what I'm saying? And um, like I said, again, my, 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 my roots is in Chicago. So, well, my in the, in the summertime when I when I be I be here and I be there I be back and forth. So my grandma from Chicago came home came here and took over the home house on Mays Road. Um, and when she came out there, she had two she had two children. She had a daughter and a son, and her son was my biological father. And uh, <clears throat> Like I said, uh, my stepfather, that's my dad. He raised me. Like a lot of my ways really come from him. My views, mm -hmm. rather. You know what I'm saying? Because he was a real interesting man himself. He, he was in the Vietnam War. He actually fought in the Vietnam War. Um, he uh, was a blues singer. And he cut records as well. You know what I'm saying? He um, was the one that taught me about music. You know what I'm saying? From a business standpoint. But before we get into that, when my grandma came from Chicago, you know, um, her her daughter had two sons, and that was uh, Corey and Renaro. You know what I'm saying? We call them C, Eli, whatever. And we always were connecting with each other over the phone. We were running to each other in the streets and stuff like that. On the come up, you know what I'm saying? Back and forth. When we go to Chicago, we'd be all be together or whatever, you know what I'm saying, in the streets up there. But like, when my grandmama came down here, she wanted to put all of us together. And at the time, I was just like getting into barbering. I was just getting into barbering. So I was actually uh, trying to uh, cut hair. So my first client was my sister. <laughs> I cut her. I cut her hair clean ball. Then almost <laughs> just man. I mean, when I tell you, my mom man, she got on me so bad. <laughs> but that was my first client. You know what I'm saying? And she loved it. My sister loved it. You know what I'm saying? At the time, Anita Baker was the was the thing. She had the short hair, so yeah. she wanted her hair cut like Anita Baker. So that's why I called myself Dawn. 
and I, I jacked it up pretty bad. But <laughs> but I uh, from that, my stepfather seen that I was interested in it. And he got me a pair of clippers that he had got from his father. My first pair of clippers that I had, I cut my sister had with shears with scissors. He got me a pair of clippers. The pair of clippers that he got me, they didn't even have a, a motor on them. They, you, 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 you take them and you push them like this, and the blades are, you know what I'm saying? And you have to adjust them with your hand. And with those clippers right there, I got good enough to where I could cut my own hair. After I cut my own hair, a couple of other friends were like, man, I like how you cut, man. Can you cut me? I started cutting them. And before you know it, I was cutting a lot of people hair. I even, you know, I started charging people, you know, two dollars. You know what I'm saying? Three dollars, two dollars, three dollars. I make up enough money to I was able to go to Walmart, buy a pair of clippers, one pair, and I would take a screwdriver and I adjust them to fade, I adjust them to line, I do everything, one pair of clippers. Like I said, I got so good doing that on the side, going to Chicago, I cut hair up there. Coming down here, I cut hair. You know what I'm saying? I got so good that by the time I was like 15 years old, I was cutting hair in Davis Barbershop. I cut hair in Davis Barbershop. I was 15 years old uh, under William Earl. And um, he showed me how to use a razor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He showed me how to use a razor. And I was cutting uh, like on a consignment. So every head I cut, I was just giving a percentage of what I was cutting. You know what I'm saying? Like my, yeah. my, I'm, I'm, I'm like 15 years old now. Like, so I, I don't know no value really, of like really nothing I got going on, you know. But like I said, you know, during this period, my grandma was constantly trying to get me to move with her. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm loving to being in the streets. I got this stuff going on with the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? I got this stuff going on with the drawing on the clothes. All this is going on. And, and like I said, I'm making a few coins, you know. So with that being said, I um I cut and I ended up dropping out of school. I dropped out of school. And when I dropped out of school, that was like a that was the beginning of a whole nother chapter of, of what was going on in my life at that time. So when I, when I dropped out of school, it was like, like I still doing what I was doing. But like I said, it's the 80s now. And and then crack it, you know what I'm saying? And that changed the scopes. That changed the scope, scopes of a whole lot of stuff, man. Like, that was the beginning of, of dog ages for a lot of people right there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I, you know, I got involved, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in a way to where, like, it kept me distracted. You know what I'm saying? With me being distracted with all what was going on with that, but I had going on. I was moving around and I decided to try to get a diploma because I dropped out of school. So I was able to uh to come up on a way to get the correspondence course and I got into Northwest because my like I said, I was smart. My grades, I had enough electorials to even get into college. So I got into the college without a diploma. And when I got to college, Instead of me really focusing on my education, I turned up even more. Like yeah. that's when I really started like throwing talent shows and stuff like that. I started throwing talent shows. Man, and while all that is going on, my grandma was trying to get me out, get me to 
to to to to come and stay with her. You know what I'm saying? Because rumors were getting out in the streets that I was I, I, I was I was I wasn't doing good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, but I really wasn't involved in nothing malicious. I was just. I was in the way actually because I was so young. You know, I really was in the way, and I was like distracted from what I I, I should have been on. And then, like I said, when I was in in that, in that college, I was I was I would throw parties. I was still drawing. I was cutting hair. I I had a dorm room with the football players. I didn't even play football. I had, I had my, my my dorm room was in the football hall, Tate Hall. And I had a cousin that was a manager of KFC. He would let me come in he would let me for a few hours work. And at the end of the night, he would give me the leftover, like the chicken, the biscuits and all that. I would take that back to the to the dorm. I would sell that, <laughs> cut hair. I was still drawing on clothes. Like my I'm doing all this, like, like I said, now at this time, I'm accumulating hundreds of dollars, like. Like, you know what I'm saying? To the point to where I felt like I had something going. Not to mention the other stuff that was that I had going on on the side, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and I, 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 I was blessed. You know what I'm saying? I, I was blessed that uh, I was able to to take that situation and get and turn it into a more positive because um, Mr. Pitts, he, uh, I, would, I would get on commuter buses. Northwest had commuter buses, like from every county, like Equipment County, Lafayette County, uh, uh, Marshall County. They would have like these big, like Greyhound buses. Every weekend, I would get on a different bus with a different friend and go back to their neighborhood. When I go to their neighborhood, everything I was doing on the campus, I would do in the neighborhoods. So I'm, 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 I'm in the streets in their neighborhoods. So, so I'm, I'm constantly meeting people. I meet people in Lafayette County. I meet people in Marshall County. I meet people in Equipment County. You know what I'm saying? That I had friends from Florida. I would even go home to Florida with them. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was I was constantly meeting people. That, that's been one thing I, I I know a lot of people because I always meet people because I always move around in the streets. Like I said, my mom she vouch. <laughs> she used to look for me a lot. <laughs> I'd be out of pocket <laughs> a lot. But, yeah. So, you know, I uh, Mr. Pitts was in Marshall County and I would get off the bus and I would like I say I would cut hair in the neighborhood or whatever. He was like, man, I got a barber shop. Come cut hair in my shop. So I would come I was gonna ask you about that. My father. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Madonna told me. I don't know if it was him or Donald, but Donald, one of them told yeah. me. Yeah, so yeah that, that's on my list for you to talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm jumping the gun, man. <laughs> Are you good? Because you paint the whole pictures that they're like yeah. giving me an understanding of why we now. You know? Right? Yeah, so I, I, want, I want you. I want y'all to feel me like yeah, there. because a lot of people from a lot of angles know me from a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? It's people that don't know me for doing different stuff. Like some people just know me for drawing. They yeah. think that's it. Some people just know me. For, 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 for cutting hair. And some people know me just for music. And some people know me yeah. for, you know, just family. Like, they don't know I don't do, do any of this. You know, yeah. some people know me from being in the streets. So, you know, so I'm just letting y'all, just getting y'all an idea of how 
everything kind of formulated. Like when, when, when he took me in in Bahia and I was cutting hair there, that, that was like, I was actually making more money cutting hair than I had been because he would let me get the money. You know, when I, when I, whenever I cut, I would cut hair just like he was. But I, like I said, at this time, I'm about like 17, 18, you know what I'm saying? And the uh, I didn't have any license. So what ended up happening is I, uh, somebody ratted me out. And state board, they came down on Mr. Pitts about me being in there. You know what I'm saying, basically? And uh, so that ended. So when I get yeah. back home, I set up a spot behind my mom's crib. Like a little hut, and, and inside of it, I graffitied all the walls. You know what I'm saying? I had the big boom, the big stereo speaker, boom box, all of that in there. You know what I'm saying? I would play music, and uh, and the Hellcats come in, cut hair, and I had an extension cord running from it to my mom in the house. <laughs> so, like this spot right here, like for people like in the surrounding area, like the old heads, they know that this this right here was was a spot spot you know what i'm saying and um so i would cut hair right there man and people would come back and forth back and forth and one 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 evening i guess my my, my stepfather was on one you know what i'm saying and he was like i was out there man it was cold man to my I'm, I'm 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 out there sleeping or whatever and it, it just get cold as hell <laughs> so I, I i get up i look i see that the heat is off Go in the house. I go in the house. My stepfather, he don't unplug. He like, you out there and then you gonna burn everything down. You got an extension cord. Blah, 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 blah. He was right, but at the time, I didn't understand. You know how you young, you think you know yeah. everything, whatever. So he was on me, and, and so he unplugged me, and that's that's when I called my grandmother. I was like, I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to come. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And. And when she came, she came and she picked me up. And I left and I went to Maze Road. And when I went, hey. to, went to get Maze Road, that's, that's the beginning of juice. Mm. You know Great I mean? segue. I don't know if it can get more perfect than that. Right, I'm <laughs> saying, so, first. Yeah. It's in the chat already, right here. From, <laughs> from Genesis that we played on the intro. Yeah. So, with that being said, right behind it, Route 4, Box 290, Maze Road. Right. What's the significance of that address, and what does it mean to you? That address, that's the address that my grandma was at. And that's where she took me and my two cousins, brothers, C.E. right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, in Maze Road, like, if you if you Google it, M A Y Z R D, it's gonna pull us up. Like <laughs> we 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 represented like right there. Like you know what I'm saying. The house was like my grandma. You know what I'm saying. She was cool. She was so cool. She let we bring our friends over, and then man, we just be there chilling, man. Like you know, we 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 was we was big on on, on blowing green, man. <laughs> and and she knew it. But we try to keep it away from around her, but instead of her running us off, she would be like, well, look, if y'all going to be out here doing something like that, I'd rather for y'all to be here where I can watch y'all Yeah. than to be out in the streets. You know what I'm saying? 
So that was like a green light. <laughs> so now we got, we got, man, we got everybody coming to the house, man. Like we just chilling. We we cooking. My 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 cousin E, even back then, you know, he was chef now. You know what I'm saying? Culinary art artist. But even then, he was cooking. He was always whooping up stuff, man. And his kids in the neighborhood, man, would be up there. Well, we was, like I said, we was on the cusp of being grown. You know, we was on the cusp of being grown. Uh, my grandma, man, little mom, man, bless her heart, man. She um, she bought me my first car. She bought all of us our first car. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, she got me a, she got me a, a '64 Impala. Cause I, I I just watched I used to watch um, Snoop Dogg, that that G thing. Remember the G thing? That video yeah. came out, and they had the low rider. And I don't know, it, 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 it just sparked me. And, I, and uh, I saw one. My grandma, she bought it for me. And I put the Dayton's on it and, and the paint. And my, my brothers and cousins, they had cars too. And that's what we would do. We would just, we would just ride. Put, we had sound systems in the cars, you know, back then doing our thing, man. We would just ride, come back, bag in the, bag in the driveway, do what we do. And, and listen to music. Like I said, at this time, I still ain't dropped no music. You know what I'm saying? This was just uh, just a lifestyle that we, that, that we had going on, man. And uh, so it's like with with, with, with with that type of environment, like we had like the club, like Maddie B's right up the corner, right up the street. You know, Alvies, all these clubs, you know what I'm saying, was jumping, Marshall Scrubs. Like, it was so many places to go and do stuff. And everybody on Mays Road, man, was like family. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm related to the Mays, and the Mays related to the Newsoms, and the Newsoms is, is related. I, I got Jackson family on Mays Road. And it's like, so everybody knew everybody on the road. You know what I mean? So when we mobbed out, it would be deep. I'm talking like 30, 40, 50 of us when we, when we moved. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the juice came from the movie. You know, um, my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? She, uh, I reminded her of, of, of Tupac because of what he was into and the way I was. And she used to be like, you just like that juice. You like that jazz, like that juice. <laughs> but she talking about the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of kind of stuck. And um, I had I had a partner in Senatobia that used to have Bronco. So I, I took that name. I said, I'm gonna be juice, you're gonna be Jen. And we started a little rap group called Jen and Juice. That's when I first started really rapping, rapping. You know what I'm saying? Jen and Juice. But uh he called himself the majestic one. <laughs> anyway, we used to uh we used to do do rehearsals and stuff, man. They had the skating rink. So I'm on Maze Road, but I'm, I'm still back and forth. I come to my mom's house. I link with him. We go to skating rink. We, 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 we'll rap, do little stuff on the microphone. But like I said, at this time, I'm still not really just serious, serious, but it's, it's it, I'm, I'm still addicted to the culture. So, you know, and, and uh, but to go back to what you asked, you know what I'm saying? Maze Road, was like where juice like really started at, you know what I'm saying? And it was more street oriented than it was 
anything else, you know, because those guys out there, they was getting it. They were they yeah. was hustling, like, you know, the first time I saw, I saw like kilos of cocaine and, and, and pounds of weed and stuff like that, man. It was, it, it was out there, man. And them, them guys, man, they, they was on a whole nother level with it, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and you know, I I I, I don't want to speak you know too much on it, but it was like you know what I'm saying. That area was known for for being you know the spot, the plug where you where you get plugged at. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what that that's what that was. You know what I'm saying? And we pretty much like created snub nose out of. Out of the movement that we had going on, like I said, being deep, going in them clubs, hitting them clubs, you know what I'm saying. So when I when I when I when I got really like locked in on Maze Road, it wasn't coming back on, on the other side of the town that much. <clears throat> it was like you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like a gang or nothing, but everybody would look at it that way. You know, you know how it is. You know, we, we all deep like that. It's like boom. And then you mess with one, you mess with them all. Yeah, yeah. And that right there is what like snub nose actually is. It's really not music. It's really the family. You know yeah, First. Yeah, yeah. So, Juice, um, uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of all the things you were doing, 15, 16, 17, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Looking back now, what would you, uh, what kind of advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Looking back, man, my 18 year old self, I would tell, I, I, I would tell you to really like take take more advantage of the of the people that was in your life telling you to go in a certain direction. You know what I'm saying? Um, because look, hindsight, looking back, I find myself catching up to stuff that was already there. It was, I mean, it was already there for me. You know what I'm saying? The opportunity was already there for me, but I, I would, like I said, I would distract it in a whole nother, whole nother way. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with that school. You know what I'm saying? The school, the education, you know, a lot of people, you know, they knock education because they feel like education, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it teaches you to to be in a system. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I can get that. I can see how people can view that. But in, in my experience, you know what I'm saying? Knowing how to articulate, read, write, count, spell. All these things right here keep you from getting knocked. You know what I'm saying? These things keep you from getting knocked, but keep you from pulling wool over your eyes. You feel me? In, the, in this world, because as things advance, the ones that's educated, that know processing, that know, you know what I'm saying, chronological order, that know how things, you know what I'm saying, derive from one to the other, contrast. People that know this type of stuff from education, don't get flipped like people that 
ain't engaged and don't understand, you know what I'm saying? That that that, that lack the knowledge of of, of 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 having an education. You know what I'm saying? It's knowledge and it's education, don't get me wrong, but education is like to to understand a system. If you're in a system and to understand a system, if you type of person that feel like you trying to overthrow the system, or you trying to manipulate the system, or whatever the case may be, you gotta know. You know, you gotta have an education of what it is you engage with. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I I, I I feel like education was one of the things that I played over, and I and I could have had it to use because it ain't no way around the system eventually. I mean, we in America. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to bump into the system one way or the other. And you need to be educated regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you you, got to be in it to be, you know, to to really recognize. You know what I'm saying? You got to be engaged, man, to recognize what's going on out here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these days, you know what I'm saying, be in the situation. Who are the people that influenced you or had the most impact on you coming up? Man. A lot of people that had impact on me, you know what I'm saying? They still, hey man, they still got impacts on me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, 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 I still admire people. Like I said, people like William Earl. You know what I'm saying? Like, what he did, you know what I'm saying? What he laid down, you know? Like I said, when I I started doing this, man, it wasn't nobody else doing this but him. Like, it was like him. It was like Mr. Anderson. He like OG, OGs, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it wasn't even cool. It wasn't even a cool thing. Like now, barbers is say everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? But back then, like, when I was doing what I was doing, it was, it was like, it was weird, man, to be, you know, Cutting hair, you know, but he had a big influence. Uh, my stepfather, man, he had a big influence on me. Even though, like I said, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, I, I admired him because he was a strong man. You know, he was a strong man, and like I said, he had a real, a, a, a real impact in, in, in this American history, man. Like, like the stuff that he was laying down and the stuff that he had did in his lifetime, man. Like, it was unique. It was unique, you know, he would sit down and he would give me perspectives on stuff, you know, and he kept me, he kept me kind of sharp, even when I was in the street. The things that he had said to me kept me from crashing out, you know, just his voice in my head kept me from crashing out. Um, Ricky Jones, I don't know if y'all know Ricky Jones, but he owns Shea Ricks. And uh, man, like, he, he, he looked like a big brother to me, like, you know, I cut hair in his shop. He 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 uh kind of took me and me, like Mark, Trico, man, Jackie, Jackie Cobb, Jackie Newsom, Kathy. We took all of us, man, up under one roof, man, and, and gave us an opportunity to be able to to make us money. You know what I'm saying? And he was he was he was a real good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't no he wasn't no guy that. Just really trying to get over on us or nothing like that, right there. You know what I'm saying? He he, he really gave us an opportunity to uh, to build our clientele and do what we had to do. So you know, I always been grateful to him. Like I said, uh, 
These are like real people out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I was influenced, like I said, by hip hop. You know, I ain't never been the type of person to be a follower. You know, even though I got like my favorite rappers or whatever the case may be, but they not like real people to me like that. I, I respect them yeah. for what they do. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't do a lot of celebrity. Uh, you know, they don't really have no real influence on me. You know, people in media and stuff like that don't just really have influence on me like that. A lot of real people, you know what I'm saying? My mom, my mother, man, you know, she's strong too, you know. <clears throat> and, and my wife, man. And my wife, man, like, like she's, she, she really saved my life a lot because <laughs> she, she been that, that part of me that kept me from, 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 from really crashing. You know what I'm saying? And she showed me how to organize. That was one thing I never did. I never organized nothing. Everything was on the fly. Everything was right in the moment on a freestyle. You feel me? So, you yeah. know, I, I, I had never had nobody in my life that really, like, showed me through how they how they live that this will work if you do things A, B, C, make sure that the D and the E and the F, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just watching her help me you know what I'm saying? Kind of tighten in on, on what I had going to, to where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? Like being organized, man, makes stuff like so much more easier, you know? So, you know, I kind of adapted a lot of a lot of stuff from her, you know what I'm saying, into my life. Real talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shout out to them wise one time, man. Yeah, no yeah, doubt, for man. Sure. I was about to say anything, Joy. Yo. <laughs> Yep. So, guess we'll transition to the rapper. Mm -hmm. I think I remember being about ten years old, man. I, don't <laughs> know if this, I think this is probably the first time I met you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was in the mall with my mom, Southland Mall, and mm -hmm. I was all you know with music at that time. So I probably was going in Sam Goody to buy a tape. Mm -hmm. So. We go and Sam Good is walk around. Soon as you walk in, I think y'all had a snug set up with the posters yep. uh, for the album or whatnot. <laughs> I think it might have been like a boys in the in the woods poster. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 10 one time I met you, that was, it was on the pro, promo run and Sam Goody. Uh mm -hmm. I got like an autograph poster and I want to say <laughs> a tape. I think it was a tape back then. Yeah. It's back then, you know, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, crazy how life come full circle. And you know, we've yeah. been rocking for a minute, but just just yeah. that moment, adding it back together now, uh, right. things come full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ask me, like, when you when you saw that, like, how 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 did how did that impact you? Like, how how it make you feel when you walking in, and you see somebody like me. Having that type of, you know, what I'm saying, set up in a store like that, like, 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 what would you, what was your thoughts on that? Man, so it's crazy that, like, I remember that moment vividly. I, I don't know my exact thoughts in the moment, but to yeah. me, you had made it already. Uh, you was on. <laughs> I knew, you know, what I'm saying, at that point in time, was in store. Like, you know, what I'm saying, you see people with their tapes, yeah. they CDs, 
but not mm-hmm. in the store, not on the promo run and say I'm good and right. not in the mall, none of that. Right. So when I saw right. that, I was like, this, this yeah, it could be done. And, right. and then, then it was like, you know what I'm saying? They doing it. It's, it, it didn't yeah. look small scale. It looked big to me. Right, 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 right. I see that right there was like during the time to when I was serious. I, I got serious and like, 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 like for choice word to say like you made it. Like I had made it. I had I had made it to where I was trying to get to. I needed a distributor. You know what I'm saying? And I had that. I had nationwide dis- distribution. You know what I'm saying? Now. On a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a wider scale, a lot of artists at that time was getting advancements. It was getting, they, were, they were getting advancements to be able to do the stuff that we was doing. Uh, a company, uh, a record label rather, would be putting their records in the store, putting their posters on the wall, uh, you know what I'm saying? Paying for their promos in magazines, uh, paying for their spins on the radio back then, you know what I'm saying? That's what labels were doing for artists. We had our own money. So we was doing the same thing ourselves. So, so it was like, we didn't need a deal. We just needed the network. We just needed the people to link with us and and, and we'll spend the money, put us in there. You know what I'm saying? So I had a deal with uh, Selecto Hits. Johnny Phillips out there in Barley, Tennessee at the time. And uh, what we would do, like I said, we would go in, we take our own, we press our own music up, and we would give it to him. And at that time, the person that showed me and linked me up with Johnny Filler was uh, was DJ Paul from uh, he was a three six mafia. Yeah. DJ Paul, me and him, we was we was cool. When I had the six four, he had a, a box Chevy with the Chucky on the back, and uh, you know he he he, he got a, a, a ailment with his arm, and he used to keep a Chucky doll. In his arm all the time, and, and we would we would trail each other through through the Memphis streets. You know what I'm saying? Around this time, and uh, both of us were being produced by this guy named SNK. At the time, we would go to SNK house. He do beats, and they would be schooling me on what they had labels pushing them. Well, actually, SNK had a label pushing him. EMI, Paul them didn't have a label. They were still underground. They were still doing tapes. But SK had a label. And everything the label was telling him to do, he would relay that information like to us. You feel me? So we'll go and pay the people that they was paying to be able to, 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 to get them placements and stuff like that with the music. You feel what I'm saying? So well, we actually had a pretty good run. That album that you're talking about, that was the first album that we put together, the off safety. And uh yeah. Yeah, it was like a test run. That was that was that really was like a test run to get the business, to learn the business. You know what I mean? You know, uh, you know. I, I, don't get me wrong. I was always crafting rhyming. He was crafting, you know, rapping. But like that album was like something we put together on the on the fly of we need music. You know what I'm saying? We need an album. You know what I'm saying? And what pushed us to actually make an album was the How Can I Be Down Summit in like 95. Like I said, we, we, we were dealing with, with, with Paul and them, but we were from Mississippi. They were from Memphis. They had a big Memphis following, man. 
and we were from Mississippi, and, and, and uh, <clears throat> we didn't really have like no big following here. Majority of our following was coming from Memphis because we was, you know, all the stores was in Memphis. You know, all the record stores was in Memphis, and uh, in Nashville, and Atlanta, and, and like that. So we go to the How Can I Be Down Summit. <laughs> And what's so crazy about it, the time that we did this hurricane, with hurricane, it was Matthew, I think. It was Matthew was coming through Florida. And this uh this summit was down in um uh, in Miami. In Miami. Me, E, about three more of my partners, we went in a van and we shot down to this summit. We spent like like twenty five hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying, to, to be a part of this of this thing. And it was like a showcase. Um Basically, like what they have now down in Houston, but it was like the beginning versions of this. And uh, uh, the guy's name was Peter Thomas, and uh, he we had it. How can I be down, son? We we went down, man, and that's when the game really revealed itself. Everything the SBK was, was telling us about the stuff that he was involved in, it was like we just jumped into it because when we get there at this time, uh, Tupac had just dropped. Um, the, uh, the Thug Life album. He had just dropped Thug Life album. And Death Row was down there, man. Even back then, they, they had the Rolls Royces popping pop the trunk. Chris Style, all in the trunks. They passed them out to their artists on, on the strip. We on Ocean Drive. They passed them out to, on the strip. You got Outkast. They walking. They had just dropped the Player Ball album. They walking out there like they regular clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like walking. It's it like Everybody just, you know, the hotel that we were living in, when we were staying at on Ocean Drive, it was just filled with nothing but like rappers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got KRS One. He he walking around and everybody's just mingling. Ain't nobody really rich at this time. The only people that had money, like I said, was like Delfro and, and, and Nas. He had some money. Outcast them. They was known. They had just dropped. They hadn't had, had no no real paper yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, and next door to the hotel, it was a limousine that was running. This limousine stayed running the whole weekend. Like we got there for like four days. The limousine stayed running the whole weekend. And we noticed that. So one day we go out behind the, the ocean is behind the uh the hotel on Ocean Drive. We walking out to the ocean, we go out, out there, we on the beach. We see a guy come up out the water. He come up out the water, he's drying himself off. He walked up to us. He said, what's up, guys? We look at him. It's Russell Simmons. You know what I'm saying? We like, what up, Russ? You know what I'm saying? He like, what's up, guys? He like, where y'all from? We like, we from Mississippi. He like, for real? We like, how long was y'all flight? We were like, man, we drove. He said, y'all drove? <laughs> he said, man, it's a hurricane. Y'all drove through the hurricane? We were like, yeah. He said, bro. He was like, he was like, guys, he was like, man, y'all come down here, man, in a hurricane. Y'all really dedicated. He was like, man, give me, yeah. give, me some, give me some music. He was like, give me some music. We like, we ain't got no music. <laughs> he was like, uh, give me a car. You got a car with your number? We ain't got no car, no numbers, nothing like that right there. You know what I'm saying? He's like, y'all got way down here to an event like this. Y'all don't yeah. have no, no cards, no, no CDs, no tapes, no nothing. He's like, no, man, we just down here, man, just trying to get on. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I tell you what, I got, I have, I'm gonna have a rooftop party tonight. I'm inviting y'all personally. Y'all done came all over Mississippi, man. Y'all come. 
So he gave yeah. us like some bands. Yeah. We went to this party. He was on a rooftop. Man, at that time, I'm talking about like Channel Line, uh, man, uh, the Coop. Uh, man, so many, so many legendary artists was at this event before they became Buster Ryan, Tribe Called Quest. Like all these guys was like here, you know what I'm saying? So it was like being in the TV, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of like these, sort of like it is now for these guys that's going to these uh these Houston uh, uh 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 summits. But like we uh, so I'm noticing. Russell told me he said, "Pay attention to what's going on." All these people is around here promoting their music. He said, "You're gonna watch. Pay attention to how much music you're gonna get." And just like he said, tapes, tapes, posters, posters. Man, we, when we when we got back to Mississippi, man, I had so much music, so many tapes, so much. You feel me? So, so. Up in the end, I'm, I'm dealing with SMK, man. I come back after the summit and tell him what was going on at the summit. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, bro, we gotta make some music. We gotta make music. So he, he he cut us a few a few things, you know what I'm saying? A few beats or whatever. But we we never did really really make no recordings with him. But we were trying to get that distribution. So when we got the distribution, that's when I ran into my little cousin, Black. He from Binghamton, Memphis, man, and he was producing. And he had a keyboard. He was doing all his beats on the keyboard, and we supported him. He got a drum machine, man. He got the keyboard, man. And he started making beats for us. And shout out Blackout, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 with him, it's how we, you know what I'm saying, start producing the music for the uh off safety. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that was like <laughs> that was like, like 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 another another roller coaster time that was going on because like I said, I never we never really took the music serious. We weren't making money from it. You feel me? Like we were making the money. So it was like we just doing this because of the love yeah. of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like a lot of artists do that now. You know what I'm saying? They just want to be a rapper. You know, they they just want to be a rapper. They not really focusing on the business of it. They just want to be a rapper, you know what I'm saying? And I get that, cause that's where I was at with it. I just, I really wanted to, I wanted to be like Nas and them, like Outkast and them. Like I just wanted, to, you know what I'm saying? I thought that that was it. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. So, man. Um, we had some of your projects, um, like Pimp Forever. Mention off right. safety, right? Right. Digital gravel, right? Um, just talk about, or can you share, um, like what's, I guess, what's been your most favorite, um, song or track to do, like one that's really got like some deep, you know, meaning, uh, to you, and just kind of share the story behind it and why it meant so much to you. Well. I'm my biggest critic, first of all. <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah, I felt like you know, I never made the song that I think I could make. And so every song I made was like, I want to try to make a song better than the last song I made, really. Like, and I I I I I like I actually 
really don't even listen to my music like that. It's crazy, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it was like, it's like therapy. It's like expression. Like once, once I said it, put it out there, it's like, okay, that's done. That's, 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 that's out. But if you say, well, my favorite, like, it would come down to how it was produced. Every song on the digital gravel, to me, is better than anything that I've ever put down. And the reason I'm saying that is because at that time, I was at the level to where my creativity had no ceiling. You know, we recorded that album in, in Patchwork, you know, studio. Uh, the, the, the guy that, that, that mastered my, mixed my album, he mixed Whitney Houston album. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I had access to, to everything that I wanted in music at that time. You know what I'm saying? I'm running into Ludacris and them in the hallway. Uh, we running Usher. You know, he recording right next door. Um, you know, it's T.I., he coming through, you know what I'm saying? Hell, T.I. was bringing, bringing weed to the studio. Like, he hadn't even just got on at the time. So it was like, talking about made it. I was like, okay, we here. You know what I'm saying? We ain't industry, but like, we here. You know what I'm saying? We in Atlanta. We basically damn near we're living in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? We out there weeks and weeks at a time, month after month after month. And the, 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 the music that I created then, I really went in depth with, with the songs. You know what I'm saying? Now, my, one of my favorite songs on that album is called Oh One. Uh, because in, in, in the lyrics, you know, I say, um, rhyme slanging, that's my trademark. Grew up praying for sunny days to play, but it stayed dark. You feel me? And and everything behind that was like, I'm really, I really point out, you know, some personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? And O one represented the future. You know, the the zeros and the ones, the digital age. You know what I'm yep. saying? So I, I I I was, it was like a prophecy to a degree of knowing that. That, that this stuff is finna take over. You know, this is this is where digital gravel meant that, you know, we 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 being in the country, but we are aware of where everything is headed. That's what mm -hmm. digital gravel really was. You know what I'm saying? Old game in a new era. You feel me? Yeah. And um, so that was one of my favorite songs, and, and another one uh, from that same album was Pain. Pain, where I really like, you know what I'm saying? Talk about, you know, um, <laughs> I really talk, I'm talking about like, uh, you know, I'm the boss, boy, numero uno, the one to take the game from the next level under the sun. Tear your town up. Hear my voice in Chevrolet trunks. Haters frown up. Too much babbage weed in they blunts. From day first, when I clutched the mic, I spit deadly venom. Open the hearts of my niggas just to see what was in them. And they be all love. That's why my family, the closest, even though we all thugs. They baby mama's approaches. I, you know, we mess with small drugs. Don't need these snorters, the coaches. This should be all bud. On fine cocaine in my roaches. You know what I mean? Uh, Stuff like that. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, so it, it was like I was really on on one when I was producing that 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 record, them, them records. You know what I'm saying? I was in a zone, so I feel yeah. like we was we was right there. You know, we was right there. You know what I'm saying? And but everything before that, a lot of people liked it off safety. And don't get me wrong, get me wrong. I like off safety. You know what I'm saying? Genesis, the song yeah. that y'all played coming on, like that record right there, was like. It tell everything to a degree, you know what I'm right, saying? I'm everything that I pretty much explained earlier. That song embodies everything on that. So, you know, you know, I, I, I had a pen. I had a pen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I had right. a pen, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said hey. So, um, I was tracking that when you said hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right now or back then, like, oh, I guess my favorite artist of all time. My favorite artist of all time. Yeah. Really? Eh. I'm gonna have to say, man. They rock him, man. Rakim. And Rakim was a favorite artist of all time. He he broke he broke the cadence of rap. He was the first he was the first rapper to break the cadence of rap and go yeah. outside of what what hip hop was doing. You know, now it, it doesn't it doesn't been broken again, you know, the newer days, but once something's done for the first time, yeah, it got a different impact. So like he broke the cadence, you know. So before him, it was that 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 it was just basic, you know, rap, rhyme, rap, rhyme. And he came in and just changed. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke, but now I slam it on the ground to make sure it's broke. <laughs> like the impact and stuff that he was saying was like it changed. It, it, it was like when I heard Ron DMC. He's like when I heard him, I heard everything all over again. Like he was like, okay, out with that. This is it. And ever since then, everything pretty much has been like, you know, even 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 up now, man. Like man, some of that stuff, man. Rob was saying, bro, it's heavy, man. It's, it's heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, with rap, to me, everybody pretty much got the same message. People just got different ways of of, of expressing it, and, and, and like I said, in the cadences, you know, some people sharp. They know how to how to put them words in them cadences. You know what I'm saying? To to to, to make a whole different vibe. You know, so like I, I I like a a lot of new stuff now for that fact. You know what I'm saying? Because they done changed the cadence of how rap is. You know what I'm saying? Like Money Bag and Lil Baby and, and, and Lil Dirk and you know what I'm saying? 21 Savage. Like, like, like you know, I'm 52 years old and, and these guys, you know, they hit my ear. You know what I'm saying? Because I hear what they doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't agree with a lot of the, the content that 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 uh that they displaying it because I know it's an influence. Like like the stuff was influencing me back in the gap, but like 
I hear, but I hear what they're doing, though. You know what I'm saying? The talent. I, I hear by being from behind the scenes, Mac, I'm quite sure you know when you're recording, it's different from, from just being, from just rapping. Recording and rapping is different. You know Yo. I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? When, when that beat on, and you, hey, you, let me, let me say this, bro. Man, you one of my faves, man. Mac, hey, you're cold, man. Bro. Like, it, like, man. like, like like real talk, man. Like, man, the, the, the metaphors, bro, you be coming with, man. And, 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 and the punchlines and the and you and where you ride the beat. Like you you was embodying the stuff that I'm talking about. Like it, it ain't too many guys fucking with you back then or now. Like, <laughs> like, like real talk, bro. Man, I appreciate like, that, man. Like you a real beast, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always tell tell people, man, like they be asking me, like, you know what I'm saying? Who I, you know, locally, who I think, you know what I'm saying? And it it, it be off the top. I like, hey, Mac, you know, Mac, he, he, he that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he that man, guy, man. That's love, man. That's, that's yeah. love, bro. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, if y'all sleeping, I'm telling you, check him out, man. You're going to see what I'm talking about, man. The boy is super talented, man. But um, that 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 that's you know what I'm saying my my, my catalog, you know, is so married to to eat to 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 events trauma drama that some songs I I I just won't listen to because it brings back certain memories you know what I'm saying a certain thing yeah. happened you know what I'm saying so but I, like I said um. Uh, so one of my one of my favorite songs of all time is Born and Raised. Like that 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 record right there. When I wrote that, the beat itself, it just so southern, so unique. That 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 that, that record right there is like I cut it, like I said, I'm in patchwork. I got I got I got everything around that record, and it came out just like it was in my head. Like a lot of those other records. They they came out, but they not how I heard them in my head. Yeah. That's one record that came out. That I heard how I hear it in my head. The way I, I I laid the verses, the way it flowed, the way my voice mixed, the way the beat hit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's probably like probably if not besides pain, that's probably like my favorite record I ever wrote. Yeah. 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 Do you remember uh the date Digital Gravel dropped? The date Digital Gravel dropped. Ah, uh, no. I'm it trying to see some. That's why I'm at. I I know it was like in you know, 03. Yeah, it was 03 for sure. And, so uh, I, I don't know the date number. Uh, the reason I asked is because I went to basic training like August. 13, 2003, right? Yeah. So I'm down at the Peabody before I get ready to ship off. I bought that album out of one of them stores in the Peabody. Yeah. Before I left, like August 13, 2003. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that joint's significant to me for that, you know what I'm saying? For that, because that, like, that wow. day realized a lot for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. 
That's cold, man. The fact that you was engaged in what I was doing back then and you being as talented as you are, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? That's that's like an unexplainable energy right there. Like, <laughs> like because for the fact, you know, I I get approached a lot by people that tell me, man, I love the album, man. That was my favorite song, and y'all was my favorite group. Like from here, like all cross seas, we got a bigger following across seas, and, and people be in my inbox, man, and just be, 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 be you know, put my album covers and sending them back to me and stuff like that. And it's like when I was doing all of that, I didn't even think that it was like being impactful like that because my thing was at that time was the business. So, yeah. you know, I do the music, I do the music from the heart, but I'm more like, how do I get it out? You know what I'm saying? It ain't getting out. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't making, it ain't making the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't got to the point where we, when we bought like 10,000 albums of digital gravel, we bought like 10,000 copies of that album. And the, and, and the plan was to sell all 10,000, you know, and make like $10 off each record. You feel me? So we was trying to get that. That's what, what we was on. Yeah. And, and, and in the middle of that, you know what I'm saying? We had a we had a we had a fed infiltration man that came through and, and took two of my brothers away. You know what I'm saying? Actually, one of the MCs that were actually on the album. You know what I'm saying? And stagnated the whole process. You know, that's when in the, in the darkness. That's when the darkness came. You know what I'm saying? That's when the darkness came, but we was right there. Like I, we was about to execute what was gonna be like gonna build that budget. Cause like I said, yeah. I had it got to the point where I was, I was, I was linking up. I'm in Atlanta. I'm linking up. Now I got an entertainment lawyer now. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying. I got record promoter out there now. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to our lender. You know what I'm saying? She was. She had promoted uh, Master P. Um, uh, uh, ice Cream Man album, uh, and pretty much everything up to No Limit. She promoted Goody Mob. She was a record promoter for Goody Mob. Uh, she was a record promoter for it was somebody else, another big artist she had. Pastor was it Pastor Troy? Yeah, I think it was Pastor Troy. Like he was like a big artist, you know. She had platinum records and stuff on on the wall and everything. And I had just linked up with her. And I would get my budgets together. You know what I'm saying? How much I was gonna pay her to do what she I needed her to do with the records. And uh had my entertainment lawyer. I had everything in play. And and, and um at that time they was running a, a, a promo to where like you could you could buy sound scans. And when you buy the sound scans, the sound scans are registered on the on the, on the Nielsen and, and that would in turn make the labels come in and want to deal with you. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And cut, and cut you a deal. But uh, like I said, we was so fixated on doing our own thing. We just never really wanted to link up with industry, with the industry people. Because like I said, we was actually beating meeting people, not the logos, but the actual people behind the logos. And it, at the time it was a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 the pride had started. Yeah, you feel me? And we were dealing with a lot of people that was in the pride community. And with us coming from the south, we didn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? And, and we was, you know, we was kind of phobic. 
we're kind of phobic to that, you know? So we, we was like, you know what I'm saying? Well, we just going to try to do it ourselves. You know, we'll try to do stuff another way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember one time we uh, went to a photo shoot. <laughs> we went to a photo shoot and they had this layout for Outcast and the Source magazine. So we went to their offices. My entertainment turn gave me the number. We went to their offices and we get to the office. And when we walk in, there's a guy, he buck naked with grapes and some fruit, taking the pictures. So immediately we like, what kind of shoot are they doing, you know? And yeah. and, and, and so the, the uh, receptionist come up to us and she's like, yeah, we like, we looking for Sean, you know what I'm saying? So they like, okay, well, Sean, he'll be down in a minute, man. Sean came down, man. Sean, man, had on heels, man, about this tall. <laughs> man, he had the hair swaying and he coming down. And like I said, it was like, we didn't, hadn't really seen, you know, people that open with it like that at this Dang. time. <laughs> so, when we saw that, it kind of, you know what I'm saying, made us feel like, you know, we we ain't we ain't compatible with what's going on in the industry like that. You know? Yeah. So, so we we, we kind of reverted back to what, what, what we was doing, which is taking our money and trying to just buy our way into the game. And like I said, when, when, when that braid hit and, and, and it, that hurt everything that we was doing because now the money shifted from getting behind the music to get behind the family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny what you just said. Kind of leads into uh, my next question, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. That is, um, everybody who uh, I talked to leading up to this interview talked about your authenticity, and yeah. I wanted to ask, like, how, just how have you managed to? to uh, remain authentic and true to yourself uh, while trying to operate in an industry that like demands a certain image. Well, I guess they come. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a God fearing person. Uh, you know, even when I was young, like I said, my mom she she she's a missionary, so I, I was introduced to to the belief in, in a, a higher power early in life, you know what I'm saying? And then being an artist, I understood early that what I was doing, everybody else wasn't able to do. Not that they couldn't do it, they just, it was it, it was just certain ones of us on the planet that had a gift, you feel me? And how 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 am I able, and then I got a, I got a friend here that can't do this, and I can't even show him how to do this. He don't even understand how to do this. So I understand even back then that it's a gift. You feel me? So understanding that, I'm the type of person like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. So I, I always felt like the universe is 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 is, is vast and it. We are all connected. You feel what I'm saying? Everything is connected. And I always have been like this. Like I used to always talk about it, ask me, do I believe in aliens or whatever? And I say, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if it is an alien, you know what I'm saying? It's us coming back. It's 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 it's, it's an evolved 
this evolved version of us because we going forward. And when you and when you go forward, you're gonna travel in a circle, so you're gonna come back. That's that, that's how my mind and always thought. So when you say being authentic, me feeling like whatever I put out, it's gonna come back. You know what I'm saying? I always been like that. So I try to do to people what I want people to do to me. I try to present myself to people how I want them to present myself to Pete. To me, I mean. And I'll take people at face value off top first until they show me otherwise. If you tell me you a millionaire, you a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? It don't rub me no type of way, one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really impressed by your status. I'm more impressed by how your character and the person that you are and how you acquire what you have. You know what I'm saying? The process. I'm more impressed with the process. You feel what I'm saying? The endurance, the discipline. You know, stuff like that. That be a real character in a man, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, anybody can dump some money on somebody. You feel me? But like, to be a yep. self-made person, to be a a, a person that walk perpendicular and, and, and your yes mean yes, your no mean no, and you stand on it. And your word is your word, is your bond. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Well, what, what I, I, I have already respected. So I always try to give that. You know what I'm saying? Respect is earned. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in order to get respect, you have to give respect. So I always have walked the earth. Like I said, if you tell me that that, 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 that you gonna you know, do something. I, I, you know, you're gonna do it in my eyes. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? If you have an excuse for why you didn't do it, you know, cool. But to do it, not and, and to say you're gonna do it and have somebody, you know what I'm saying, clinging on to that and you don't do it, that's the type of stuff, you know what I'm saying, that I try not to be, I try not to be that type of a person. I always try to, like I said, make Make good on my word, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, listening to you, you know what I'm saying, speak about the music, uh, just the evolution and how you were more intrigued by the business side of it. Do you just feel like it was solution for you, you know, from this to manager and or label? Right, right. Because I always saw, being around the music, I always saw who was getting the money. I still was getting the money because I'm paying them the money. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at, I'm like, damn, I'm looking at this game backwards. You know what I'm saying? And it go revert back to what I was saying earlier about Russell Simmons. He didn't rap, but he had the limousine running, goddamn all week. All, all weekend. weekend. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? He, he hopping out the ocean. He got the biggest parties, you know what I'm saying? Luke Skywalker, they got the biggest parties. And all these guys right here were on some executive stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm looking at I'm looking at this game wrong, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be the artist, which ain't nothing wrong with being an artist. But I'm like, if I want to get the money, I got to get to the other side of it. You feel me? I got to get to where, 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 the, where the money being spent at. So, you know. To, it started off with saving money. I, I would try to do as much on my own to the point to where, you know, I was I was useful to somebody else. You know, I learned how to um, to do graphics. You know, to do so I could do my own covers. Uh, I learned how to operate 
you know what I'm saying, the uh, mix boards, so I could mix my own music, you know what I'm saying, and learn how to, to um, you know, promote and, and, and get promotional items and create street teams. And I learned how to do all that myself to keep from having to pay someone to do that for me. And in turn, you know, I, I turn a lot of people on to the backside of the game versus the front side of the game. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that that, 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 that come along with me, they got a chance to see the show from behind the curtain. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, I guess, what are some, what are some things that Juice uh, looks for in an artist uh, when you're evaluating their potential for success? Well, talent first, well, off top, like, like God gives ta- talent, you know, you know, develop skill is cool, but man, it, it ain't nothing like God gift. It, it resonates different. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm big on vibrations, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, when you, when you got somebody like a, uh, like a, like, 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 like a, a, a Patty LaBelle, like a, like Aretha Franklin, like a Marvin Gaye, like a like like a, 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 a Beyonce, you know, like a like a like a Drake, you know what I'm saying? Like like they not Drake because they say he don't write or whatever the case may be, but but his performance level is so high. He 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 he's he's so talented to be able to even embody the stuff that that that, that he's doing. You feel what I'm saying? Like. Like he say, man, like him and Michael Jackson, man, is like top two right now in, in, in record sale history, in a whole music industry. You feel like like global. You talking like since records being made and pressed on earth, this cat, this kid, <laughs> yeah, he's behind one of the greatest they ever do it. You see what I'm saying? Rapping. And yep. I think they tied too for for the, yeah. like his next record gonna put him in the number one spot, whatever number one is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you can't do that without talent. You see what I'm saying? You can't do nothing like that without talent, you know? Uh, from a fan point of view, you know, a lot of a lot of people got their preferences, you know what I'm saying? Uh, some people like just, just music that sound like certain people, like some people like Memphis music, you know? And one thing about Memphis, they always been like separate in the music industry from all genres of music. Like back even when we was doing music, like you go to the store, you'll have goddamn it, uh Snoop them album, you'll have uh Jay-Z them, you'll have uh, uh Wu Tang, you'll have, you know what I'm saying, all, all these artists, and then you'll have to the side a whole section, they just say Memphis artists. This would be like in Texas, this would be like in St. Louis, everywhere we went. Every city we went to, you know what I'm saying? When we promote, go and promote our albums, we could buy a, a, a section in the Memphis section because they associate us with Memphis. So our music would be to the side with the Memphis stuff. And you had your Player Flies, you had your Three Six Mafia, Gangsta Blacks, you had your Pretty Tonys, you have man, back like I said, SMK, just Memphis music, even from back then. Uh, Tommy Wright the Third, like 
they this right here was like Memphis then. Fast forward up to Memphis now, they still got their own sound and lane. You feel what I'm saying? And and and, and as a, a, a unit, they pretty much run the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like 360 pretty much did back then. Ball and G. It was like you had rap, then you had Memphis music. Yeah. So so like a lot of local artists are influenced by that. So their scope ain't as wide as my scope would be when it comes to an artist. Like I said, I, I think universally. So I, I think when I hear artists, like I why I, I commend Matt because he got a universal sound. No matter where you get on the map, you can't deny how this this, this guy putting these words together and the, the, the weight of what he's saying as he put it together. That's the type of stuff that I look for in, in, in any type of artist, even when they're singing, whatever genre it is. I listen to any type of music if it's good. Country Western. I like I like the uh, the, the, the Florida line, uh, Georgia line boys. They like country Western. I like them. They, they, they super talented. I like Green Day. They super talented. I like you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I like Bruno Mars. Super talented. You know what I'm saying. Uh, I like 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 my my scope go all around. Like you know uh, Marvin Gaye. Go back to all the greats. You know Luther. Like I like I like, I like them. You know what I'm saying. They come back up to the future. You know J Cole. King Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys, like an undeniable talent. That's why they're such a big deal that they are. You know what I'm saying? Even though the local areas over the map might not feel like so, but as a whole, universally, these guys they don't they don't they don't crack the atom. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how I feel about music. How did uh? Talk to us about like like how did bottom sound come about? How did bottom sound develop? Well, bottom sound uh was really like something that was started by uh MacDero Mark. Uh it was a it was a studio idea that uh Mark LeSure, one 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 of my close friends had uh fellow barber too uh in his home Shout out Mark, man and Daryl yeah 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 it, it was it, it was it was a concept that they had and uh the bottom sound thing and um Mark living in in a part of Senatoba that's called the bottom. the bottom you got Newtown and you got the bottom so bottom sound kind of come from from that you know what I'm saying uh, because they were the, the sound was being produced in the bottom, so so I come along with that, and uh, me and, and Roger Webb um, from Crunk and Buck, they had they had a group called Crunk and Buck, him and Rizzo, shout out to them. They um, they uh, joined with Mark and Gabe, rest in peace to Gabe. They had a group called Shadow World, and they called themselves the HCB Music, Hid City Black Music. Well, he is city black music, and me snub no music. He city black music was a street team for snub no music. So what they would do is while they would promote our music and sell our music in the street, they would also do the same for for, for, them, for themselves. So it was sort of like a piggyback off of each other. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, yeah. 
<clears throat> I, 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 I had somewhat of an influence of, of, of them being able to understand the game from them being around what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So they took on wheels and pushed it to the next level. So when, when the bottom sound uh, came about, I jumped on it as, as like a, a, a management position. And I created what you would call the bottom sound audio visual, piggybacking off bottom sound. Audio visual, right, right. Bottom sound audio visual, a lot of people thought that it was a label, but it wasn't a label. It was just an artist development camp situation. My concept of that was I would take any local artist that don't, I'm to my life, don't know anything about recording. Show them how to record. Show them lingo in the studios. You know what I'm saying? To be able to relate to engineers. To actually let them record records. And at the same time, you know, I would be brushing up on my skills as a, as a um, engineer myself. So we recorded a lot of music in, in, in a... Um, uh, in, in a uh, studio apartment that um, Buck had, that he he was he was renting out. So what he did was he sacrificed the rental property for us to be able to put the studio in there. So we put the studio in there, and me and uh, some more of my friends, um, with Kizaki, Kittrell, man, uh, like I said, Crock and Buck, HCB, which was was KD. Mark, Gabe, uh, and, and Roderick. And, um, you know, we had and my friend Jobry. So we had, it was it was pretty pretty much like a, a group of us that would donate and, and finance things that was going on inside of the Bottom Sound Visual Camp. And we kicked out some music out of there. And my concept was to try to get anybody in the area locally that was at the bottom of the game, underground, at the bottom, and, and get them to, to a point to where if they ever was approached by someone serious, they would already be ready. That's what that was about. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was an artist development situation, but people thought it was a, a record label, and they wanted to treat it like a record label. You know what I'm saying? Even the artists would, would, would be on the record shouting out as if it was a label. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's like anything else. When you're part of something, you represent it, and and and, and you know, it's gonna seem like it's a movement. You feel me? It was it was a movement. Yeah, yeah, it was a movement. But uh, that 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 was how how it got you know what I'm saying put together. Definitely. Yeah, that's dope, man. I didn't I didn't know all that. You know, I used to be down there with y'all, but I ain't know like right. you know how that, that's how the whole situation came about. Yeah, that's what the, that's that's what that was that was about, man. So you know, um, we was we was we was branding it, we was branding it as well. The branding was basically to uniform it, you know. what I'm saying to uniform it and to bring it forth to to where each artist would be tied to something to where, like, you know, what I'm saying we could we we, we, we could make the artist a ticket. You feel me, like. A lot of people will get booked, you know what I'm saying? And will get paid just from music that they had recorded and released 
from bottom sound. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we did. Um, we we what we would do was was we was trying to collaborate. It was it was a thing called the Six Inch Two Movement that was that was that was strong. I uh, I don't know who originally started, but I was introduced to it by um, by Ricky Evans. You know that's that's the first person I seen that was really like pushing this Six Six Two Movement thing. You know what I'm saying on on the on the internet. You know what I'm saying. So I I, I just I just attached that. To what we was doing, I was like, okay, if it's a six six two movement, then we're gonna be a part of the six six two movement because what we're doing is in the six six two area. So, so, so I, I that made me yeah, want to reach out. That's how we, you know I reached out to you, Matt. I reached out to to a uh, uh, fan base. I reached out to to um, uh, uh, solo and Holly Spring. I reached out to the crazy and the movement they had going. I reached out to man. Like uh, cats of Sardis, Yak, you know, I, I, I reached out to everybody that was making any little noise to try to bring everybody together under one umbrella, because I already knew that if, well, in my mind was if everybody were to come together and work as a movement, it's gonna have more impact than if yeah. one person try to just push yourself. In, a, in 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 an area where it ain't no market, you feel me? So we basically yep. trying to create a market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense. Well, you got anything else right? Nah, man. We can uh, let's keep pushing it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you talked earlier about starting to cut hair at an early age. Um, talked about a couple of the shops you worked at people that get entity. So like when, at what point do you you feel like personally, like you began to take barbering serious and you know, like felt like, all right, this is something I'm, I'm gonna do forever. Or, you know, to a certain point to, as a, as a, uh, I guess a mode of transportation to get me to somewhere else I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Early on, Early on, out the gate, man. When I when I got it, when I when I really understood how to cut, you know what I'm saying, to the point to where people will pay me. I knew then that this this is this something that I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? This right here is something that I'm gonna do no matter what. I'm gonna always do this right here because it, it, it didn't require no real. You know what I'm saying? All I gotta do is get some clippers in my hand and do what I do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um I I I felt like I never I would I never wanted to own a barbershop. First of all, I'm gonna say that like that would never not like my dream to like own a barbershop or even you know what I'm saying, manage a barbershop or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to have a space to be able to cut, you know what I'm saying? So I, I bounced around, I bounced around a couple of times, you know. I cut hair out of branch for like six years. You know, with with with, with uh, Dennis Jones, with DJs and DJs, and uh, I was in there with, with, with some guys. You know what I'm saying? Like Marcus Faulkner, uh, Rick, Ricky, um, uh, man, my, my boy Ricky Boyd, uh, man, Fred, uh, man, and Derek Newsom cutting there with us for a while. So like a lot of these guys right here, they in shops now doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? But at that time, you know what I'm saying? We all was like. You know, say building clientele. We building clientele. I mean, like I said, I had it 
a following. You know, everywhere I went, people would be looking for me. You know what I'm saying? So, so when I got there, you know, me having, like I said, a street reputation, Sandwich Road, Shadow Ridge, all those guys over there that was getting money or whatever, they would come through and mess with me. And, and, and with them being popular, telling people that I was there, that, that, that helped me be a clientele as well there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my, my thing was in, in the game, like I said, I, I, I just wanted – all I had to do was post up. It was like I just wanted to post up and get my money. But uh, once once summer, man, gasoline, man, shot up, man. That first recession that we had, man, gasoline shot up. And I, I was driving a Toyota Land Cruiser. And I was coming, like, from Senatobia to, to, to Olive Branch. And, man, it was killing me, man. I, I, I was spending, like, four or $500 a week in gasoline. So when that happened, I came back to uh, Senatobia and uh, – the, the barbershop that I had been cutting in with Rick, St. Rick's, he had shut it down. He had start, he had opened a barber school. He opened the school up. And uh he uh well before I tell you this, <laughs> I cut hair with Shay Ricks. That's how I got my license. We opened the school. I got my license through his school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we were like the first graduating class of his school. You know what I'm saying? So was that uh is that present day J and J? Uh yes. Well, yeah, J and J, but it, it, it was uh in Sardis when he started. Okay. He started in Sardis. That's what that's what it was the campus was when we was going to it was in Sardis. And we went from Sardis and then he opened the school, everybody know, uh right there uh in the bottom, across from the bottom store. But uh yeah. but uh yeah, uh so when he opened the school. Uh, he had been renting that building out that we was cutting hair in. Um, they had like a print shop in it one time, uh, some old stuff. But anyway, I knew it was available. So at this time, like I said, Mark, KD, they was cutting hair in, in Mark's house. They like had like an open shop, like in his house, like in and out, you know what I'm saying, swinging doors, like in the house. So I come down and uh, I'd be like, hey, bro. We need to, we got to open our own spot. I like, man, we need to get this spot across from the post office and we need to go in there and we need to cut hair out of it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And like I said, it had been a barber shop a few times. I think Ken, he, he was managing the shop out of it. It was called Upscale or something like that, whatever. But at this time, like I said, it was vacant. And uh, like every, every idea that I ever had come from art first. I see it in my mind, I put it on paper, and then I try to manifest it. Like, to this day, like everything I do, that's, that's, that's what I do. I draw it first, and then I see it, and then I try to do it. So that's how I came up with the with the, with the logo that looked like the, the NBA symbol, but I put the Clippers in there, and that right there became the idea, the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's gonna be Master Bob's Association, and I ran that by them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, man, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that." Woo! I said, so "What we gonna do? We gonna." Get the building, and we're gonna put our favorite football teams up on the wall, and, and we're just gonna make make an environment that's just gonna be conducive for people to come through, just have fun, and and and, and, and we're gonna chop and we're gonna get our money, you know what I'm saying? So that's basically what we did, you know. And uh yeah. I went in there with, with my artistic uh side and painted old walls and 
And we, we create that was another chapter. We created another chapter right there. Well, it's hard, man. I, I remember. Uh, I want to say somebody, I don't know who it was, like this, like colored chalk in my head. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. I'm like, who, man, who did that, man? Did that, bro? <laughs> yeah, the whole I had, I just trying seeing it, like, man, I ain't, I never, I seen designs cutting people here before. I never seen the color up until right. that point, and right. it was like, oh, they, they kid. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what what year was that? Uh, did we start the NBA? Yeah, it had to be like. Let me see. Like 2000 and maybe six, 2006. No, I take that back. About 2008. It's around about 2008. Yeah. When we started the NBA. Yeah. Yep. So just, just kind of, uh, you know, uh, piggybacking off of that, like, what do you feel like the legacy uh, of NBA? is and and what will it be you know uh, oh man the nba man nba got three generations it got it got it got, it got three generations of of, of, of memories like it, at one time i was cutting a, a father a son and a grandson you know what i'm saying like at the same time you know what i'm saying so like the father i cut his hat when he was a kid Till he had a child. <laughs> I cut that child hair till he became grown and have a child and you bring his child. That's what the NBA is like. And, and we and we and we we used to do a lot of community, you know what I'm saying, oriented stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we were real involved with with, with, with the community at the NBA, you know what I'm saying? Uh me, KD. Mark LaSure, Gary Boyd, you know what I'm saying? Half house, aka half house. You know what I'm saying? So like we birthed a lot of ideas out of the NBA, like a lot of a lot of ideas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. About the NBA. You, uh, you you mentioned this earlier, but I, I wanted to put it up on the screen. So uh so. <laughs> that she is, that's my yeah. sister. You hear me? My first client, my little sis. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, uh, like, how 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 have you seen the uh, barbering uh, industry change, and what like what do you see for it in the future? Oh man, like right now, like I, man, barbers, man, it's like celebrities, man. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a it, you know what I'm saying the craft part of it. I think it's gonna. It's gonna evolve back to everything. You know, evolve, it revolves. Everything revolves and it evolves. So I, I think like the game right now is just like barbering is part of the hip hop culture. So it's gonna move with hip hop, from my view. You know, just like music, where music at barbering is right there with it. You know what I'm saying? Just like where you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, um, you know, basketball, you know, what well, you know what I'm saying, like sports in general, like anybody that's hip hop oriented is taking is pushing the envelope on stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing without hip hop. Yeah. You, 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 you read a commercial, it's going to be hip hop in the background. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like whatever it is out here now, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop is just driving it. And barbering is like yeah. a big, a big, big contribution to it. And I, and I, what I feel like is like the culture is being ripped out and it's being industrialized. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I feel like you just like just like everything else. Like it don't matter. It's like it's like the the, 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 the old heads. You know what I'm saying? What they did, cool. It's like it, you know, cool. But you know what I'm saying? So. And it ain't a lot that we can show the future because the era that they in is an evolution. It's yeah. something we never it's something that we never seen. It's something that we never witnessed. You know what I'm saying? Just like with COVID. That, that, that had never happened on Earth, period. You know, in nobody's lifetime that was alive. Nobody has ever witnessed nothing like that. You feel what I'm saying? That alone changed the earth. You know, you see what I'm saying? It changed the world. It changed the world as a total. Ain't nothing the same as it was before COVID. You feel me? So with barbering, when COVID hit, they shut barbershops down. And when they shut barbershops down, you know what I'm saying? It it took the value of a haircut up. <laughs> value of a haircut, the value of getting a haircut during COVID was like, man, like guys were charging astronomical numbers because, hey, you want to get groomed? Yeah. You want me to come out here and take a chance of getting sick? Yeah. You got to drop it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know I got some money. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got me some money during COVID, bro. Like, for real. Like, yeah, man. I was, I was out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I mask up, man. I was, I was doing, I was on carports and and garages and hey getting it you know but they like I said they shut the barbershops down so that uh so now we in the I guess you say the post COVID you know what I'm saying yeah. so a lot of people that adapted to just appointments before COVID you could just walk in a barbershop and just sit there and get your haircut jump in front of somebody do all do all all, all the old school barbershop stuff now after COVID, is man, you got to have an appointment to come in, uh, and, and I charge, I charge fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you want if you, you don't have an appointment, it's a hundred. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. The game is like it's like that. And this is from a barber that that might jack you up. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's like, but that's that's what. This, Barbering number come to you know you you go online you can book you can just, just go online and you just book you a barber now you know what I'm saying like that 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 right there to me like I don't use apps you know no knock to no barbers that do use apps but me like you know you may can tailor an app however you want it but me I like to cut my clients you know you feel what I'm saying I like to get my clients yeah. that done stuck with me. And I've been, you know, supporting me the first deals on getting in the chair. You feel me? And it's like when you got an app with random people able to go in and book to all the spots. You can only cut so much hair in a day. So once you get all these spots booked up and, and you got random 
people just coming in the shop that you don't know because they just, you know, they just put the haircut online. Now you got your real customers stuck, you know what I'm saying, on some, you know, bro, you know, I I got something going on, bro. I need I need a chop. Woo -woo. And you on some, man, I can't get you, man. I got to get uh, player one, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, man. So that's why I feel like the game in that yeah. retrospect, you know what I'm saying, it is it, it, declining. But some some of these guys done took the game as well as man. It's some guys out here just that's really blending, you know, they, they really chopping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh with the enhancements and everything, you know what I'm saying? Some some guys know how to use them. And uh, some guys, you know what I'm saying, still learning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I pretty much don't have to use enhancements. I, I got a lot of a lot of my clientele, they, you know, they they just like natural haircuts, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Uh, so fortunately I, I don't have to, you know, do a lot of enhancements, you know. But I will, you know what I'm saying? I'm the type of person I don't want to miss out. On no part of the game, you know what I'm saying. If I'm gonna be in the game, I, I, I want to be able to do whatever. You know what I'm saying. That's what makes yeah. you. That's what makes you. You know what I'm saying. Who you are. You feel me? Like I'm. 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 I'm open to learning. You know what I'm saying. If, if new cat bringing something to the game, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm observing. I'm watching. You know. I'm on Instagram too. I'm looking at, at how they blending it. How the blend look now versus how they look back then. Where where the drop fade at now? Where the where the taper at now? Where it's high? Where it's low? You know what they doing with the beard? How they using the enhancements on the beard? You know what I'm saying? I'm watching too. I'm I'm, I'm continuously learning. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I feel like everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it evolved. I feel like the game is gonna get back to culture because. You gotta have the culture. The culture is what drive everything. You know what I'm saying? The culture would drive everything. So wherever the culture goes, that's where everything is embodied with it. It's gonna follow right behind it. You know. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's I think that's gonna be a good a good thing in the future. You know, that's one thing that a, a AI can't can't do. AI can't cut your hair. <laughs> yeah. You, you feel me? <laughs> Not yet, um, anyway. <laughs> Not I just yet. can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you uh spoke about earlier, you know what I'm saying, how you kind of manifest things, how you see the vision, you put it on paper and then and then you try to go manifest it. And then you also, you know, meaning or the concept behind digital gravel. Mm -hmm. And so um just bringing those two things together in the evolution of all things. Do you feel like that's that's where how graphic life came about? You know what I'm saying? Just your art form as a whole evolving and you transitioning into this digital age. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Like that that was like I said, that was something I saw coming. I saw coming, you know what I'm saying? And even go going forward, you know what I'm saying? The kids, they're not gonna have a problem with the tech world because they 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 living in it. it like I said, culture. They growing up in it at two years old. They already got a screen in their face. You feel what I'm saying? And they know, they know how to operate all this stuff. The apps. It's a language that that, that they don't have to learn. But but me, 
being, like I said, like a visionary, seeing that, okay, this stuff is finna go to the point where if you ain't using no computer, like I said, you're gonna get flipped out here. You know what I mean? So phased out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I had to uh I had to adapt. And like I said, with, with, with me being an artist, the first thing that I'm gonna learn how to do on a computer is create some art, you know, before anything, and some music, create some artists and music. That's why I want to do it on a computer, create some artists and music. So um that 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 pretty much uh, I I got the program and I'm I'm self-taught you know I I, didn't, I went to school for graphic arts but it was like I say when I, I was in Northwest it was all hands you know what I'm saying everything was by hands you know what I'm saying I, I I used to do graphic arts even back then like in cold water if you if you take take some blocks around cold water right now every street it's a yellow pole on the corners. They got street signs, but they got these yellow poles. If you look at the yellow poles, you're going to see the name of the streets in black paint on those poles. I, I drew all of those. And I was like, like I said, at the time, I was like 14 years old. Uh, right at the railroad track. Like when you're leaving, when, when you're leaving the uh, uh, the lane and you're crossing the railroad track right there in cold water, the railroad crossing signs, I painted those on the street. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Patel office. I, I, I did the windows, Dr. Patel office. Yeah. I did, I did, I did, I did that. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm 14, 13, 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? And uh, funny thing about Dr. Patel, they want to pay me. Uh, <laughs> and my stepfather came up there, man, and he cut up with him. And made, <laughs> made him give me my money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, 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 and like I said, I didn't care. It was just a fact that, man, that's my work. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, uh, I, I was doing work in churches, man. I, I, I went down to uh, Keyshawn Sip. There's some of your people, right? Yeah. It, his, his parents had me to come into their home, and I painted a mural in their basement of um, of Moses holding the uh, – I think uh, Moses – he, he was he was uh at the burning bush. I think he was at the burning bush. He had the tablets. It was it, it was a mural that I painted down in their basement. I don't know if you ever went to their home and went down there and saw it, but I painted a mural in in in, in their basement. I also did a mural in Fredonia Church. See, I was doing all this stuff even then. You know what I'm saying? Man, I was getting paid. I wasn't getting paid nowhere near what it probably was worth to some people, but to me, it it it, it, it was. It was like, yeah, I did that. You know what I'm saying? I did this. I did that. And I used to have this thing to, when I had did all the street signs. I used to tell people, they need my streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they need my streets. You yeah. feel me? Like, literally, like, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that, that, that evolved, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to make me getting into the digital side of the game and just, you know, same, that same drive, just. Just, just in and out, just, just in and out, working and working and working and, and, and get into that program and realize I know what I wanted to do. I just got to figure out how to tell it how to do it. So that, that, that's that's how graphic life started because like I literally had to engage, pause my life into learning how to how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So you know, and it also referred back to me being an artist. And, and, and everything that's behind me in my life, it, it, 
it's real graphic stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> it's like a double meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Double entendre. Graphic life. Yeah, graphic life, man. So you uh you kind of mentioned that uh you know everything starts off as a vision you know mm-hmm. with this, you know mm-hmm. with, the air, with the with the music so like what's the creative break kind of break down that creative process you know with with the graphics like going from up here to you know putting it out uh is it more of a freestyle is it you know how does it, it- it's not really like a freestyle Let's say you know I bounce I bounce off of your of your, of your vibe like you know what I'm saying you 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 come to me with with, with a job first thing I'm gonna want to know is what you see you know pitch it to me how you see it yeah then I try to get into your head you feel me like so once you once you say so uh, enough information once I process enough information. That information turned into pictures in my head. And when I see them pictures in my head, now I got to figure out how to get them out. Mm. So, you know, sometimes I had to sketch some stuff because some stuff I just can't make the computer do it. So I had to literally like take my hand and, 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 and do it with my hand. You know what I'm saying? So um, it, 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 it stemmed from just just being um, in tune with whoever I'm working with, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a vibration. It ain't, it ain't just, you know, something that a lot of the work that I've that I've done is it's inspirational work. It's, it's inspired by something. It ain't really like me, you know what I'm saying? It's that connection yeah. that I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And it be yeah. that connection, you know. <clears throat> a lot of those ideas they jump out. Like very few times have I done some work for someone. And they didn't like it, you know. Um, now they they may they may want to add something uh, or take something from it, but they never want to trash it. It's like it's perfect. I just want you to can you stick this on it, or can you can get some kind of way you can put this in the background? But you know what I'm saying. But as far as like the the, the, the media idea, like. Like I, I usually nail it, you know what I'm saying? I, I usually nail it pretty good every time. And then I got my own style. So it's hard for me to miss because when people come to me, they come looking for that. They come to me looking for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't like they expect me to do something somebody else done done. They want me to do what I do for them. Yeah. So I do me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Man, before you go, I was just gonna say, I think, uh, one of the coldest, I know you've done a lot of cold stuff, but one of the coldest uh, things I saw you do was the basketball court for uh, Barry. Right. Uh, oh, man. yeah. That was, <laughs> that was some crazy work. Yeah, yeah. See, that, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, the, that was the hand right there. See, that, was, that, that was the hand. And the, the thing about doing something like that, big work, you really got to – you got to vision it, vision it, because when you draw it on paper, you over the paper. You looking down and you can see exactly where you putting your lines at. You can see exactly where, 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 where to uh, connect this because you're standing over it. But when you in the middle of the canvas, the boundaries, you got to you got to mathematically find the ba- the boundaries. You feel what I'm saying? Because you ain't got no over no overview. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't see the yeah. overview until I ran a drone over it and took a picture. And, and, that, and then I could see the, the, the dynamics and the proportion it did, it did, with everything centered. Is everything, you know, right? But 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 in the midst of it, it's like it, it, it's, just, it's that mathematics I was talking about earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you gotta you, you gotta you gotta vision it. You know what I'm saying? And and, and you gotta you gotta put it down. You know. So yeah, yeah. It was cold, man. Like even to the Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like it gotta be. It gotta look just like it, man. It gotta look yeah. just like the, the logo. It can't. The ball can't be too big. The shoes, shoes can't be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Turn up at the toes. You feel yeah. me? It got to look like the logo. You know, and that's another thing about me. I'm a perfectionist, so I'm the type of person that I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time because I don't want to have to go back. I don't want to yeah. go back. I want to get it right at the gate. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna push around and I'm gonna move and I'm gonna push it and I'm gonna move into to, to the picture and crooked no more. It's straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm that type of person. I walk in your house and you got a crooked picture. I'm gonna straighten it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this this is how my mind is, man. Yeah. So so yeah. with all that, you know the art the plot that we didn't get into but you know what i'm saying just the art the the label or you know, consultant manager artist barber graphic artist uh and then we really didn't talk about although you mentioned it you know a lot of the things that you did in the community i remember one of the dopest things i seen was like uh it was like bring you know what i'm saying bring your tools to the shops you know what i mean uh how to use you know a hammer or wire yeah. Yeah, building men. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. was, like one of the concepts long ago that I seen and just thought it was just super dope that you was providing that to right. the community. But yeah, uh, you know, from afar watching you or uh, looking up to you, seeing all that you do, how do you find the balance between all that you do and then being a father, being a husband, and being who you who you are, people? Yeah. Uh, well. They go back to like a graphic life. They go, we go, they go back to having a graphic life. You feel me? It's vi I had to vision it. I had to see it. You feel me? Like it got to be scheduled. It, it ain't nothing that. It ain't nothing that you know you can. Time is time is all you got. You know, you know time 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 is God. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't nothing. It, it ain't nothing out here that can replace it. You feel me? What was what was was in the moment? It's just that. It's in the moment, and once that moment over, it's just a memory. So, my my thing is in in, in life, I try to make sure that I vibrate real high on, on whatever it is I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to vibrate high, positive, be positive. Whatever, like I try to incorporate how I, I, I would do at home is how I would do when I'm out. You know, like I, I would. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell your child the same thing I would tell my child. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna respect your home 
just like I respect my home. You feel me? So like a lot of stuff that I was doing in the community, like like the bit building men was just a thought. So me being a barber and, and watching a lot of single mothers come in and bring bring those young men in there. And a lot of them really, once you talk to them, you find out that they don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is what really made me kick that program off. I went into AT&T and it was, it was a young man in there. He was probably like 16. He was on a FaceTime with one of his friends. And his friend probably was about like 19 or whatever the case may be, but he had a blowout on side of the road. And I'm in there, like I said, trying to get some stuff done to the phone. So I'm standing at the counter and they going back and forth on the FaceTime. I'm just standing there and I'm listening. And he's trying to tell his friend how to change the tire. First of all, they don't even know where the tire is. Neither one of them. They don't even know, they don't even know where the tire is for him to change it. He got the truck popped. Uh, the truck popped. The dude telling me it should be in there. And he like, I don't see nothing. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, I asked him to turn the phone around. He turned the phone around to me. I look in the truck and I tell him, oh, you got this a latch. Hit the latch. Pull that bottom up and the tire is under there. So he get the tire, take it off. And I basically had to coach him or how to jack the car up, put the tire on, on the car, right there in the store. Because his friend didn't have right. a clue. He didn't have an idea. And I'm like, man, y'all like teenagers, bro. Y'all don't even know how to change a flat tire. You know, yeah. And, and, and when that happened, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to try to do something in the community to find out. Like how many how many kids out here that's like that? You know what I'm saying? They don't know. You know they don't know how to 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 even change the the garbage can. They don't know how to to, to sweep a flow properly. They know how to mop a pro flow properly. Uh, they know how to use a hammer. Don't know how to use a screwdriver. Don't know. This is the basic stuff. This is basic man stuff. You feel me? Like you know yeah. how to change a battery. You know how to check oil in a car. How to you know crank a lawnmower. How to you know so. <clears throat> It it, 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 it it just stemmed from like like that, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I I, I wrote write all this stuff down, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna reach out to some guys, and I'm gonna see if we can uh we can, we can pull this thing off. And I had like 30 kids, you know what I'm saying, to get involved. You know, I I made the age limit real young because I I really wanted to to, to deal with the kids that that had the less attention span. I want to see if I could hold them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was skeptical. I feel like, man, these kids gonna get here. They just get to run it all over the place. I ain't gonna be able to control none of these. Woo -woo. But ironically, they was intrigued because they had never done none of this stuff. Like, I was showing them how to tie ties. You know what I'm saying? Uh, show them how to use, uh, 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 like I said, hammer, nail, cut wood. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it, it was a good thing. We failed and everything. And it, and it was something like it was something I was proud of because it came together nicely. I had a good turnout. And I intended to do it again. COVID kind of kind of changed that you know the year that I was gonna bring it back. COVID kind of changed it. But that's something that I said I wanna I really want to turn into like a nonprofit and and try to expand, you know what I'm saying, and get more brothers involved with that. You know what I'm saying? I can't I, it's something that that need to be done, and and, and I feel like it's something that's, that 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 would kind of deter 
some of the negativity that, that they being engaged in, feeling like they can use these skills to, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to land a situation. You feel me? You know, cutting grass, yeah. uh, you know, cutting hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I will expand it to how far it needs to go if it just can can, can, can hold a, a, a child and put him in, in, in a mindset of be like, you know what? I want to do this more. Uh, I, 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 I learned something. I, I didn't know how to do this. Now I know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that will spark them into wanting to learn how to do even more things. You feel me? As opposed to, you know, the stuff that's going to be exposed to them that, that will take them down the wrong path. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole lot of that. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole lot of that. And, you know, it, it's, it's just wild out here right now. Like, <clears throat> the youngsters, they're being taught to, to commit crimes. You feel me? They're being taught to commit crimes. And it's like, it ain't nothing that, 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 that can be done because they're so dangerous. They done put so many guns on these streets that, you know, if you try to approach these young guys, they, the generational gap between the, the, the old heads and these youngsters, that, that, that generation in between there that allowed the, the level of respect to be disintegrated, it, it, it's hard to reach them. It's like, man, it's, 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 they don't go. Yep. You, you say the wrong thing, you might lose your life. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say maybe if, if you get into the childhood at a real young age, and it started at home, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that, that, that I feel like it got to be preached in the home. It got to start as a program, but it got to bleed over into the home. Like, the parents got to get behind it and, and, and nurture it. We plant a seed, y'all nurture that seed and, and stay on top of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know it's hard when you got, you know, working parents, you know what I'm saying, single parents, uh, stuff like that. But, man, these kids... They, they 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 need the young ones. Some of them have got to the point where you ain't gonna be able to tell them that. They, life gonna have to teach them. But the young ones that's coming up, they need you know they gotta have have that guidance. You know what I'm saying? That's why I commend you like for the children's books and stuff like that, man. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and you know y'all fathers. You know what I'm saying? And what what going on yep. in their world can easily bleed into your home. You know what I'm saying? So if you Get your home right, your kids won't be a part of that statistic. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, they light a shine on another kid and deter them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's how that's just how I feel about like you know what the community. You know what I'm saying? And and, and where where things stand on that. that that's what made me want to get involved. I was just telling my wife, you know what I'm saying, that uh I want to get back into being more engaged. With the community like that, but it's like, like I said, I'm a visionary. I, I I got I got to see it first. I got to see exactly like what to do first. Like like what's gonna what's gonna be impactful. What's gonna work. What's really gonna work. What's gonna hold their attention. You know what I'm saying. What's gonna keep them from. What's gonna let them be in the same room and, and, and have a different differences with each other, but still not take it there. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's bad out here right now, man. With, with our youth. Man, that's, 
Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, seem like, like I said before, we watch you be all things to everybody else while remaining solid and watch you build and orchestrate events in the community for the good of the community. So, you know, with that being said, what, what's next for you? Well, like I said, man, for me right now, you know, I'm a grandfather. You know what I'm saying? So um, everything that I do now is in honor of, 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 of that that, that that generation, man, that's, that's, that's coming. Like, you know, I, I, I watch these kids, man. Like I said, me two, these three-year-old, man, they, they, they extraordinary. You know what I'm saying? They, their mindset, bro, like already is like they prepared to take over already. They prepared to take over already. You know what I'm saying? Some of them that took over. <laughs> Some of them that took over their homes already. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it's like my thing is to try to be a person that that can be that, 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 that see y'all, that see them. You know what I'm saying? From the older generation. So many of us older guys don't see them. You know what I'm saying? We judge. You hear me? We, we, we judge. Like we have no understanding. And we do got an understanding. We just don't. We just not updated. It, 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 it's the same thing. But it's just an updated version. You feel me? Yeah. Hip hop always rapped about you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 being fly, chains. Uh, you know, uh, the content might be shallow, shallow content. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, and I say hip hop because it, it, it's it's a driving force. Music is at the beginning of every revolution. You know what I'm saying? And that's our music. You know what I'm saying? That that that's when I say our, I mean you know what I'm saying. That's our culture, like. Like we created it, you feel me? So that's gonna be a part of us probably from from from, from here on. You know what I'm saying? Even though everybody derived from 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 the jazz and derived from from disco and all that, but all of that still is culture, and it's our culture. So you know, my thing is like I said, I I, I want to be the type of person that I always deal with young people. Because young people are the future, you know, and I, I I'm not here to judge or preach to them, but to understand them and to try to make them understand where we coming from. You feel me? Things will never go back to the way they were. Things are gonna only go forward. You know what I'm saying? The past is just to learn from. You know what I'm saying? And so is the present. But 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 but, but the future, like it's inevitable. It's coming. The time is gonna roll. But you know what I'm saying? A hundred, another hundred, twenty years, it's gonna be a whole nother set of people on the planet. All is gone. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's on Earth gone. Hundred fifty yep. years, it'd be a whole new set of people on on the planet. So I'm saying. So with that being said, them, that 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 group of people are, 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 are these people that's being birthed today. You see what I'm saying? And they crying out, man. Like they, they crying out. They, they 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 need guidance. They need some help. They they need it. And you know, with social media, social media confuses a lot a lot a lot of people. You know, uh, uh, it's a gift and a curse. You know, if you use it right, right, 
can, it can, it can really, you know what I'm saying? Jump yep. something off of it. Like what y'all doing now, man. It's like this platform right here. It's a positive platform. You know what I'm saying? It could be a negative platform if y'all had chose to do. But y'all chose to do something positive with it. And hopefully, like hopefully. I said, that resonates. Resonate. And everybody that be on this platform understand that everything that they sell on this platform, they got to take it to the streets. They got to take it to the communities. It got it, it, it to manifest. It can't just be words. You know what I'm saying? Word must manifest. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. you just got to be real with it, you know? No. Cool is cool, cool but real cool. is real. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what yeah, I see. Nice. A, lot, a lot of people want to, you know, they, they follow the trend. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they follow the trend. And every the, the trend ain't always good. You know what I'm saying? Most times the trend ain't good. It's a distraction. You know, people get caught up in the trend and their real life is is, 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 is shallow. It's about to fall from up on them at any time and they don't know it because they stuck into that, 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 that screen, looking at that screen. You know what I'm saying? They believe in and following and, and being a victim of the stuff that's on that screen, bro. And, you know, I, yeah. feel, like, I, I, I feel like going forward, that's going to be the catalyst that's gonna, you know what I'm saying, separate whether we be successful as a culture or we fail as a culture. It's gonna be how, you know, we move forward on, on, on the distractions, being away from the distractions. Yeah, and get back to what really matter. Yeah. 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 Joy, you got you got yeah, anything? I just, yeah, I was just gonna take some from the comments before we let you go. Mm-hmm. Got a couple people talking about uh, you releasing COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, where where we at with it? Kobe, Kobe. I, I I did I did a few records for on Kobe. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was like I said once again. It come from from a thought. It come from from a, from, from 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 graphic work that I put together. And when he, when he, when he died, you know, Kobe was one of my favorite basketball players, and his death, man, was like it was the beginning of the craziest moment in the world. You know, when Kobe got killed, then Kobe come right behind it. So like it was like Kobe Bryant, really, he dead? Like and then the world shuts down, and then people around you just start dying. And then you know what I'm saying. So like, at the time when I when I, I was about to you know what I'm saying to pop off the Kobe thing, you know that's when all of this happened. So I I, I didn't want to release it like I'm gonna explore his death. Right. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make gain off off the young man death. You know what I'm saying. So I kind of shied away from continuing to, to, to push that you feel me and, and stuff like that but like um it, it was records i had on there you know what i'm saying like bill cosby you know what i'm saying he was going through this thing i wrote a record called bill cosby where i'm talking about an old man got bars you feel me so that's kind of <laughs> like like a metaphor you know what i'm saying yeah. uh it's like if i did drop kobe i think next year would be the time to do it it's gonna be 2024. Yeah. If 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 I drop it, 
that would be a perfect time to to, to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's crazy. Yeah, Kobe yeah. dropping eight twenty four, y'all. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you understand me. So you know, uh, it, it 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 might be something that I, that, that, that I consider. You know what I'm saying? Putting out there, I definitely had to go back into the records, up, up, update a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know. Do some old penmanship on it, you know. Bring it up, bring it up to speed. You know, I I ain't the type of person to try to emulate what's going on in the game. I ain't trying to rap like none of these new cats and nothing like that. But I am trying to update what I do. You feel me? I'm not trying to sound like I sounded in a in '08. You know what I'm saying? In '03. You know, I'm I'm not trying to sound like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to evolve with my pen too. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I, I I feel like I feel like I can I can I, I can put together a project, man, that, that that'll be satisfactory to people that that love what I, that, that I've always done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like yeah. if, if I drop it, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something to reckon with. Yeah, yeah, it'll be something to reckon with. You know? Hey, we waiting on it. Yeah, waiting on it. <laughs> waiting on <laughs> no doubt man like i like yeah. i said I, I still like the craft man it, 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 it's still therapy for me man writing yo yo yeah writing is you know thing but honestly like i'm trying to i'm, I'm finna get ready to try to hop into like some some some, some scripts you know i want i want i want to do some scripts you know what i'm saying uh and i want to yeah, I want I want to do something for the culture. So I want to involve a lot of a lot of people that got influences that, that to try to you know what I'm saying do their thing in this game. You know, like yourself. I, I want you to be a part of it. I want I want you know a, a lot of people that I don't work with to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in front and behind the cameras. You know what I'm saying? So I got a wide network of people that I can really probably get it done. You know what I'm saying? Um, without using a real big budget, you know, Tubi will let you put anything up there now. So, you feel me? I, I feel like I, I feel like I can, I can at least do something that's gonna, you know, what I'm saying, make some noise on, on the Tubi channel. You know, I actually uh, landed a, 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 I actually landed a, a placement in a movie on Tubi. Um, that my guy Krim, or partner's criminal man, dropped called. Uh, Neighborhood dope man, I think the date the dope yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, you know, in one of the scenes where the, <laughs> where the dude uh, where he robbing my guy for the bricks, they playing me in the background <laughs> on the, in the scene. So you know that, that 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 was pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my guy Rocco yeah. had a main. He was the main character in the film. He uh, was the one that. Um, they had me to um, go to the studio and, and drop that record, and uh, he passed away like earlier this year. He passed away earlier this year, man. We lost him, man. But uh, he was he was he was a real cool guy, man. And uh, he did that for me, man. Like I said, man, called me, you know, made sure that the publishing and stuff was, you know, what I'm saying, it was, it was straight, you know, the whole nine and. And they did the thing and uh 
It, it, it was pretty popular moving on Tubi. You know, did thing. I think he he working on like two more two more films. Yeah, so, yeah I be seeing. Yeah, so that was inspirational for me. That that right there was inspirational for me because, like I said, I riff Rocco, Crib, all these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, these these my peers in the game. You know what I mean? So you know, to see them do it is like man. You just put fire up on me. Be like, you know what? I might try try to put together a script. You know what I'm saying? And you know, but me, like I'm an artist, man. So you know, anything I do, it's gonna be it's gonna have a, a, a art underlining somewhere. So it's it's like I can't just throw something together. It's gonna have to. It, it got to be. It got to bleed. It got to be right. Like I'm a perfectionist, so you know. I feel that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Well, man, we, man, we, you know what I'm saying? I definitely got a lot of love for you, look up to you. Um, I appreciate it, man. Respect a lot of people, okay. but I definitely respect your um, just because, you know, people just not putting their effort into the craft no more. So it's always for somebody yeah. that can and won't, like you said, you're a perfectionist. I feel the same way about my. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything like it gotta make sense to me for me to put it out so uh, no doubt you know. no doubt you know what i'm saying it's, it, it's just a, it's an arrogance thing you feel me <laughs> <laughs> gotta be yeah appreciate that too oh uh, no yeah, doubt just, man just wanted to man you know come let you shed some light or and mm-hmm. uh let the people in the community followers and people that just may not know all that you had going on, all the, yeah. you know what I'm saying, no, to the community and to people, you know what I'm saying, around the world. So, as you coming yeah. on. Yeah, true, man. You know, I, I got to shout out, you know, some of the, some of the artists, man, younger artists that I work with, man, you know, like, like Lil Trey, like this real talent, um, like Woody Kid. Like Woody Kid had a movement like none other, like you know what I'm saying? On behind the scenes, like me and him, like we link with a lot of, of, of prevalent artists that's that's big right now. You know what I'm saying? I got I got with him and, and, and we threw parties, man. We we booked Money Bag when he first got started. We booked Finesse two times when he first got started. Like we was like at the beginning stages of, of the old guys' careers, you know what I'm saying? And uh and, and he had a real, a real impact. With, with, with some of the stuff that he was doing, you know what I'm saying? Like he was one of the artists that was getting paid. You feel me? Like to 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 come out and, and, and uh, you know do his music. You know, star star queen Kong. You know what I'm saying? She was one of those artists that, that I had that was you know what I'm saying doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? She was getting paid. I here to do to, you know she like I said she had never recorded anything until you know what I'm saying. She linked up with us on that note. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, even Tania. You know, that was one of like that was one of the first artists that came through the barbershop that I wanted to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like at the time she was like really young teenager, 14, 15, you know what I'm saying? The girl, she was she was talented then, you know what I'm saying? Like even to this day, like she's like one of the hardest females to even do it, you feel me? Like, and if she continue, you know what I'm saying, doing what she's doing, she gonna she gonna crack her at him, you know what I'm saying? She gonna she gonna get in the room with the right room and the right person. They gonna see her. You feel what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's the only thing. You know, the people that, that that support her, they see her. You know what I'm saying? But like their industry, 
that is a certain thing that they look for. They 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 looking for the bag. So until they can look at her and figure out how they gonna get the bag, you know, she until then she gonna have to keep doing what she doing, keep it grinding, keep getting that bag up on her own, and she she'll she'll definitely blow. The only thing can stop her is her, you know. Same as you, Matt. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, you can do whatever it is you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I You know what I'm saying? Now, your bag, I already know your bag's secure, so I, I ain't worried about that right there. Uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's placement for you. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you continue doing what you're doing, eventually, the records you're doing, they so good, man. Somebody gonna, gonna, gonna they're going to use them. They're going to use those records, bro, like, eventually. Like, you know what I'm saying? In, in the backdrops of things or or somebody might want to buy a record from you or and you keep doing what you're doing you're gonna you're gonna run into a situation you know what i'm saying more so than the situation you already got running man you, you're gonna run a situation the clothes all that's dope man like i said man like you already you know what i'm saying on the move of doing things you know what i'm saying like um uh more artists that that, that, that i work with like you know trap promoter like that's 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 like my young protege. Like when it come down to the yeah. events, like, like I like he was like one of my hand picked guys that, that I used to use when I was doing like you know what I'm saying. Me and the guy we would put together the SummerSlam, the car shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like we we we, we was pulling out like two thousand twenty five hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Out. You know what I'm saying? And like we did it for twelve years strong. No incidents. No no. You know what I'm saying? No. No, maybe we had a couple of little fist fights break out, but it wasn't nothing that they could get squashed immediately. You know what I'm saying? And 12, 12 years strong, we put that event on. And like I said, from that, me and him, we built a relationship to the point to where, you know what I'm saying? It's very few people that really listen to you when you older. You know what I'm saying? And he's like one of those people that, that would listen. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to and, and see what I'm saying. And one thing to yeah. hear me, but he was a person that, that, that he saw it, he see it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he took that man. He he, he been going strong. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of we me and him, we brought a lot of people out as well. We, we book club man, and a lot of guys man. This 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 big now. You know, big boogie. We booked him at the beginning of his career. Keep on money. Booked him at the beginning of his career. Uh, man, a lot of a lot of a lot of Memphis rappers, you know what I'm saying? We dealt with, you know what I'm saying, doing things. So, like, like these people, you know what I'm saying, are like uh, pioneers within themselves. You know what I'm saying? They younger up under me, but they really serious. These people are really serious. You know what I'm saying? I like, like I said, my peers, they are they always, you know what I'm saying. You know, know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I salute man, Shadow World, Rock Above. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The fam, Mises, man, like I said, Yak. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Jig, all them guys down there, man, the Sardis, man. Like, my people in Holly Spring, like I said, Solo, now, man. Like, even my old school guy, Dub Sack. Like, it, it, like they, they doing a 50, a 50 anniversary for hip hop, man. It's like, before this year over, some type of way, man, like a lot of these people need to be recognized, man. Like, man, like coming up, like I said, the Trigger Town, man, like, like I said, uh, Patty Man, Chaos, man, like, you know, 
it, it's, it's it a is. whole lot of people that were serious in this area yeah. about about doing doing their thing in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the barbers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that, that I come up on doing that. It's just bad. Being the age I am and watching this time go by and watching how things are, you know, you see, you see so you see so much the same, but so much is different. You know what I'm saying? But you see so much, so so much is the same. And that's why I say what the the, the gap between the old and the young is is the problem with where the problems that we're occurring in right now because don't nobody really see these kids. <coughs> Nobody really see these kids like like, like they should. Like. They, 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 they judge them, you know. And that's, yeah. a turn, and that's a turn off. Yeah. That's a turn off. Yeah. 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 Well, look, man. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think Max said it all, man. Like I said, we can't thank you enough for taking our time. I think I told you in the beginning, it can go 30 minutes or it can go three hours. So, <laughs> uh, no doubt, man. Like, this is a little bit over two and a half. So, man, this definitely going to be one. Yeah, this was fun, man. Like I said, like I love what y'all are doing, bro. <clears throat> and uh, just keep it up, man. Let's keep it up. And, you know, I support it. And, you know, whatever I can do, reach out and do, y'all think, you know, within my power, you know, it's done. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, Appreciate and, that. And I'm gonna be reaching out to y'all on some things as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, uh um I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to put together some some awareness. You feel me? And, and, yep. and, and try to get a, get a little involved, more involved with the people that we can't touch. You know, you, you can't save the world, but if you if you can save one person, you save a generation. You understand? Yeah. yeah. Save one person, you save a generation. So yeah. That's that's where I said, bro. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Man, what well, this has been episode forty-two. We got the juice now with Andre Juice Jackson promo, and then we are gonna get out of here, man. So y'all tune back in next week. We got more coming for y'all. Yo, we back for another episode of Sticks and Stones. This episode is brought to you by Chaz Fade from none other than my homie Chaz A. McCaskill. Licensed Master Barber located at Enhanced Barbershop, 2317 West University Drive, Suite 173, Dean, Texas. Phone number 662-288-3692. Pull up on my guy, man. He'll get you right. Tell him sticks and stones sent you. Whether you want the waves, the fade, or edge up on the braid. Whether you got drills. I'm trying to switch it up because you're on the run from the feds. Go see my guy, man. He's going to get you right. Doors open. Come in. Have a seat. Make an appointment. No line. No wait. VIP. We out, man. Hey, we out. Catch us. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, boss. Peace, King. Uh. Yeah, right back, right back. Yeah, I'm coming right back, right back, right back. Yeah, I'm coming right back. They want me to stop, so I'm coming right back. Yeah, I'm coming right uh, back. Almost at the top, so I'm coming right back. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. right back. 
I wanna take a break, but I can't. I wanna renew my vows in the bank. They say they happy for you, but they ain't. My mama would say, boy, tell them thanks. It's a celebration when we link. Tell them go and drop the ice cubes in my drink. In the car with the seatbelt on, but the straps on me, not a restraint. Keep the money coming like the complaints. Ten toes out the elbows from the ground with it like I'm doing a plank. No limit, I belong in the tank. Responsibility come with the rank. Behind bars, I've been locked in like I'm locked in and I'm holding a shank.